Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. All right, all right, hello guys. Welcome back to the Craft Impero podcast. You are here with your host, Viking. And the Bourbon Cowboy. And we are coming to you recording live from Lit Cigar Lounge. Right. Uh, the OG spots of Scooby Drew sitting over there in the corner. Well, in the middle of the fucking floor. Uh, Ryan Nichols, patrons here. Yeah, I know when I walked. He laughed, he giggled. Hey, you come to dinner tomorrow? Alright, thanks, sir. The weird thing was when I walked in, you could see all the way to the highway. And that has never been. Oh, yeah, Polo's gone. We've had some of the most interesting reactions to that. Mine was one of the funniest. So I walk in once the money came out, I'm like, when the hell did they put a first community bank over there? Yeah, you know, on the just, complete you know, other side. On the complete other side of the road. Yeah. So, but all right, so we got a fun podcast set up today. Um, you guys remember Mickey Pegg from All Saints Cigars. Uh, him and Tommy Klein of 314 Brokerage will be here today. Um, they originally were supposed to start with us, but Mickey got stuck in Austin because the airport lost power, which, you know, it sounds like a cause for concern, but he got on the plane anyway, so whatever. Right or bad, I guess. Get used to it, shit. They're saying the whole West Coast California grid could go down that the heat had went so bad out there. Didn't they do that in a movie at some point? Yeah, it was like one, it was like a Die Hard 27. That guy was knocking out power grids. Yeah. Uh, so to start up the podcast today, we're lighting up. We're getting geared up for the lit cigar dinner tomorrow night with Casey Johnson and Dan from Tatawahe and Surrogate Cigars. Um, the whole Angels Envy Dinner and Vitos in the Valley we've been telling you about. There are tickets still available, and this will go up today. So I gotta get better at that and then delay and put these things out. But. So it'll be really exciting, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of goodies that we'll be showing off tomorrow, so that'll be cool. So we're lighting up these uh, Tatawahe Nui Vekas, uh, I believe these are the Corojo in this color. I think this is the only color I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The first one of these you smoked was orange with white accents, completely, so where the white is, that was orange, where the orange is, that's where the white was, uh, two, the two different shades of it. Well then, there's those are the ones that you had bought a bunch of. And but there, have, I thought I had some that were all orange. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Where this white is was orange. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually. Well, you know, it's been a while since I've had them. I can't remember, but that tended to be my favorite, the one that was all orange. Uh, but I did like these too, and I've had them both. Um, but it's been a long time since I've had them. And then I also have a Fausto in the same size. Yeah, we got some cool size on Faustos, uh, some surrogate stuff, uh, some cool stuff that we'll be having out tomorrow, which will be a lot of fun. So, uh, like I said, we're here at Lit, uh, the OG sponsor. We're kind of in the Craft Imperial corner. That's what Scooby Drew and I kind of deemed it yesterday. 
Grafton Carroll. It's our corner. We've literally, so I thought about that and I stopped and I went back with the exception of three podcasts. We've always been in this corner. I think we've done three over in that corner. We've done one in that corner. No. I'm well, not. no, it's got to be five things. We've done two outside. At least we did, two. We did one here on St. Patrick's Day with Rusty and then maybe two over there. Or the original one we did was over there because I don't know what was here then. I don't think this was here. Well, you would have thought we'd done. How long have we been? We've been here two years, almost two years. Oh yeah, we've been here two years. Yeah. So technically, we should have twenty-four spots we've done. Here. Technically, wow, has it been that many? I guess I should count. No, no. But I know we did one in the storage. Thing. That's this is this is the that one. <laughs> I bet we've done at least five. Here. Yeah, a lot. Well, this is this is the the best corner really to do it. The only time it got out of whack was when we had Joe on, and that wine night just exploded. You know, it was just, there were so many people. It was a great night, a lot of fun. I just couldn't sound as the audio. But it'll be fun today. Don't worry, Mickey's loud enough that the neighbors will hear. So that'll be fun. Um, yeah, that's a festive group. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then while we're diving into this next week, uh, we've got uh, Scooby Drew with Neil and Gerard from Jake Wyatt Cigars. Uh, there's an event here next Wednesday at Lit. I think the event starts at 6. 5 or 6, I believe. Uh, so we'll have Neil and Gerard. 6, definitely 6. Uh, we'll have <laughs> Neil and Gerard on the podcast uh, with Scooby Drew. Um, we've got some really cool So We're going to go into Jake White Scars, and then i got a really unique, fun thing that I'm going to show everybody on that podcast. So... And I would tell you about it now, I just don't have it, so I can't show it to you now. But it'll be really, really unique. Really, really unique. <laughs> so, looking forward to that. That'll be um, So, what are we going to start with today? Well, I don't know. We've got, you see the did two. You, did you bring that other bottle? Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, I have it. I know where I want to go. I think we'll just start with the one I know you want to go. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just broke the seal on it, which I really don't like breaking the seals anymore, but time-wise... Andrew. It just seems like these last couple weeks, whew, it's been nuts, uh, time-wise. Well, you put just a little bit in that. Yeah. I've been talking about this, and I don't think he's ever had it. Okay. That's crazy. That's just crazy. This is um, that Makers 101 I was talking about. Which is snob lips away. <laughs> Can you smell the tannings? I would like to do the 101. And I like to do the 101 while turkey too. I meant to stop the grandma. It's good maker's mark is what that is. Yeah. 46 is good. Well, this, this is really so. And good. the thing about this, though, at the time we had it out, we were at, at uh, German's house. And this thing was up against, there were some bangers, man. There were some Taylor single barrel. So we're looking at Maker's Marley. Bullshit. It was the best one that day. And when he got it, it was $24. Yeah. 30, 30? I think I paid 33 for that. Okay, yeah. So it's gone up 10 bucks in a year. But it literally it was like I was trying to get a hold of the bourbon blondes. I was like, you need to tell them girls down at Maker's to just quit making Maker's Mark, make everything one one It's like you try charge all 40 these bucks for it. <laughs> and they have very unique qualities to them. And then all of a sudden, the you drink that. And it just like somehow they hit just a super sweet spot on everything. And Ryan Mike's in there. 
Oh, oh cheers, guys. Oh, and he's going for mine. It's like the Ben Holiday, too. It's got the screw off cap. Yep. Which, yep. I tried to pull that cap right off of Ben Holiday. I'm like, sure, that's a color. And I'm going Glen Karen today. I just sort of, you know, they say live, so you guys just take that and get some liquid rock glasses. Break those too often. That won't happen. They break too often. Dana would lose her mind. She already does. Oh, yeah, that's good for Maker's Mark, man. I mean, it's just so different because I know you're younger, but being being in the industry, being able to try a lot of things. Man, when you remember Maker's Mark 15 years ago, dude, like I was somebody like, man, says, this cowboy is what the Cowboys used to drink back in the day. I was like, man, it'd been rough. That was the first whiskey I spit into a fire. Oh, because I wanted to yeah. see if it would do anything. Yeah. There was a little poof, but you know. Where was I that I? Everybody out there. Oh, we were camping a couple weeks ago. I um, I was pouring uh, early times, right? And I'm drinking it, and then like a bunch of shit fell off the tree and got into it. And I was like, damn it. Aaron's walking by and I just tossed it into the fire. <laughs> early times, huh? Yeah. So I, I don't, you know, I'm not a flask guy, but the flask that came in that freestyle kit is just too fucking cool not to use it. Mm-hmm. It looks Halloweeny, so I love it. Um, and I definitely put a Reaper sticker over the top of it, but I don't have to talk about that. So I filled it up, we were going camping. I filled it up in early times, which, let me tell you something. You just take the bottle, because like, you know, I'm pouring two drinks and I'm out. And then I'm like, I can't, there's no way I can go back to beer. What, what do we do now? This is ridiculous. Can't do any of this, this is greater. That's why when you see those grab them because they're worth every bit of the $25 you pay for them. I mean, they're just, that's another one that just hits the spot. They're just he fantastic. Had, he had the other day, when I say the other day, it's probably been a fucking month now, but um, he had a, uh, a 1792 foolproof pick. Mm. Oh my God, man. I was telling about the one you had had. I had two of them from um, Cask. Yep. That's Wine and Spirits. Yeah. yeah. When did yeah. you get yours? Um, it was last fall, I think. Yeah, mine and was it was like, like the chicks pick or something. Oh, yeah. And then there was another one. There was two different picks from them that I had, and they were lights out. They were yeah, I got I got that and a Remus barrel proof from them, both phenomenal. Like Remus is in George Remus. Mm-hmm. I gave uh, Joe Voss some of the. 1792 last night. Yeah. I mean, that went down like water for him. Yeah, I'm telling you. Looked over and it was gone. You saw me that day. I was uh-huh. like, have a little more of that. A DJ sat here drinking yeah, it uh, that one night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just having a little more of that. Mm-hmm. Like, you really like that, huh? I'm like, yeah, I really enjoy that one. That one's good. I had the Buffalo Trace barrel pick out. I mean, and you just wouldn't even touch it. You just kept on the 1792. Well, it's back there, so that one. Oh, yeah. we just get mentioned? Yeah. Yeah, gotta see what it is. Yeah, you can't go wrong with 1792, too. <laughs> What is that? Just a stupid picture. Oh. But you can't go wrong with that other model of Bond having Hill 7 here either. Uh, no, that's great too. I mean, we just haven't seen, haven't seen the 101 since the last time we had it. I haven't. Yeah. It's almost, you can find it at Dirt Cheap. Every place I've been in Dirt Cheap has it. Oh, okay. And they're stocked with it. And it's about $33. I've even seen the Heaven Hill around St. Louis a couple times for I want to say around 48 bucks, which is pretty unusual. 
something. I don't remember. I saw it, but I've got two of late. But um, I mean, if you can grab one of those, those are uh, that's a good find for forty-eight bucks. Should be forty, oh, but no. you know the Heaven Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got to grab me one of those next time you're out, or two. I saw in Rala uh, two twelve-year Wellers, two hundred a pop. I was talking to somebody the other day. They walked into a store and they saw three Eagle Rares sitting there, hundred and ten dollars a pop. That's insane. Yeah. Hundred and ten. That's I like saw three the other day, one hundred twenty-five. <laughs> That's going so one hundred twenty-five a piece. And I bought two of those in Colorado, and they were. 35 and 30. Yeah, but you also in Colorado bought those at those store when I block up the road. They were 125 on the street. Yeah. 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 Uh, Well, since we're doing All Saints today, Scooby Drew, um, why don't you launch what facings that we brought into the world? You got great shoes on, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Vans. Try mine. Uh, we should be we should be sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored by fans, but hashtag wish. I'm gonna get a tattoo and they're gonna sponsor me. That's cool. Okay, get it on your dick though. Get it on your dick without my sponsor. Oh, cool. I'm in. Um, so we brought in um, the All Saint Saint Francis and then as well the Colorado version of that. Um, I prefer the Colorado. I think it's just a super super unique cigar. And that's that's the one like, I really look forward to talking to on again because it's not really a Colorado wrapper. Right, correct. Which seed. Is, yeah. Seed. Seed Grown in, in shade. Seed yeah. in shade. That's why they call it yeah. Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Um, St. Francis, the, the OG St. Francis, phenomenal. Phenomenal cigar. But the Colorado is just something a little a little different than a lot of stuff out there. So I gravitate towards that more. You smoked the Colorado Cowboy? I don't know if we... I don't know if... I'd have to go back and look. Uh, if not, he you have to. I think... Oh, no, we did. We smoked... Yeah. We, so... We smoked St. Francis first. Those. Yeah, those were the, um, oh my God, I had the name in my head last night. I was talking about it. Dedication. Uh, Dedication. Those yeah. are the ones that those, I Well, those smoked. are the ones that we, so we smoked the St. Francis. We started there. That's yeah. what Tommy said. I don't think I've had the Colorado. And then, I think you have it home. I never would. I didn't. I don't think I've smoked it. We have it. But then he pulled out and, and he was like, these are my cigar. That whole everyone put that cigar down. We just went over to the fucking, yep. you know. And yep. then I was down at um, Smokers Abbey, and there was a box. Eight of them sitting in a box. I'm like, can I buy the box? I don't know. He's Excuse like, me, yeah, sir. Can I, I please have those? Well, um, that was kind of that's what kind of happened with the Miami 15s. <laughs> I was like halfway through that, and I was like, <laughs> from right that seat, actually. I'm, I'm gonna believe. go. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm gonna go get those. Um, that's one of the things, like, it's probably going to happen next week with, with Jake Wyatt, like it, it did with Casey, how it just went through cigars, and especially when you get a, a presented with something new, you know, look, if you're, in, if you're doing a two-hour podcast, if you're in a two-hour meeting, right, if you're hanging out or whatever, there's no way you're fully smoking four different cigars oh. and deciding on what your favorite is, right? Um, this goes back to, I think, the one and only time I think it's okay to, unless the cigar just sucks 100%, you're going to put it out. It's the only time it's okay to smoke about an inch or so, put it down, light another one, come back to them, taste them off each other. Because that's how you're gonna, that's really the only way to figure out, like we've talked about it, how you'll start with a cigar, and you're like, damn, that's great. And you smoke another one, and you're like, nah, I still like that one better. Then you get done, and we've done it. Two hours later, you're like, dude, I just lit this one up, this one takes it all. You know what I mean? 
but which it'll be cool. It'll be cool to go through all that. Like today, pick up with with Mickey. He just got back from Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival. So they actually sold out a product there. Did you see that? Huh. On the second day of the festival, they ran out of product. Good. Dude, that Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival, it looks like fun to go to. And everything that you see, it's probably just as big as Weasel Fest, if not as big as um, Deadwood Tobacco Fest. Weasel Fest, that down in Texas? It's in Austin. Yeah. It's outside Roma Croft. Yeah. And where's the one in Colorado? We have no idea. No idea. One of the big cities in somewhere. Yeah, well, Denver's the big city. I don't think it, no, I think it's in, uh, well, I guess I'm just fucking check. Well, there's, there's Colorado, Colorado Springs, Golden, Fort Collins, but Denver is the big well, one right, right on the face. Right. And there's Boulder, but then you get into the mountains. You got Vail, Aspen, um, the snow, you got all kinds. Breckenridge. Uh, uh, what's that company? I think Deagles is uh, doing something cool this weekend. Um, it's, yeah, it's Friday. They're doing their anniversary party, maybe. Something like that. That's going to be massive. Rocky Rocky Mountain Star Festival, Cigar Festival. So it's in Colorado. It's, you know, I'm trying here. Shut up, Ryan. Well, maybe it's not in Colorado. Wouldn't that be something? It is in Colorado. It's in uh, outside Denver, uh-huh. Boulder, in between Boulder and Denver. Okay. Lafayette. Yeah. So Boulder is not even 15, 20 minutes, just kind of north of Denver, right at right at the base of the mountain. Right. Anyway, yeah, that would be pretty damn cool. So yeah, so it'd be really cool to catch up with Mickey, see how things are going. Um, We'll see what he throws out at us to smoke on. Um, I do believe he's on his way here now. So, now yeah, you had texted me something about there's a new thing in uh, the Riverfront Times. Is it still called Riverfront Times? Yeah, yeah. So about every, the best smokehouse. Yeah, and best cigar shop, smoke shop. And I was like, okay, I totally get that. Well, how about the best new smoke in town? Well, they the so this local cigar. Well, this is the first time. Um, so I think this is the first year that cigar shops yeah. have been yeah. highlighted for voting. So let them get through that first. I was joking with Tommy, you know my dog trainer buddy. Yeah. He's like, how come they don't have a best dog trainer? And I was like, well, put it in there. And he goes, <laughs> in, he's like, well, they got best pet groomer. <laughs> I thought I thought it was funny. Well, as long as they're doing the best of everything, I mean, cigar shops. I mean, if you travel all over the country, St. Louis has got one of the best availability of going and smoking cigars. I mean, my God, there there's quite a few. Some you ain't got, but maybe one, two choices. Well, something cool about St. Louis that you don't find really anywhere else. You get that mix of the big brand and the boutique. Yeah, you've got a shop that only carries big brand stuff. Then you go three miles away; it's only boutique. So you you get to try basically everything in the industry and there's like like Mickey coming in town again a lot of guys like to travel here just good people here by the way if you need the link to go vote for Lit Cigar Lounge uh, reach out to Craft Imperial send it to you yeah it's cool they do it they do it every do they do everything it's like best it's crazy when you go through all of it it's like best florist best, uh, best french sushi. fries yeah best sushi 
best pizza and Emo's never went this girl. What makes me so happy. Vote for Steph's. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Dude, have you eaten at this pizza place over here yet? This Jersey style or East Coast style pizza? Literally right across the Oh, East Coast, yeah. the one that's been there for like 10 years? Mine was there 10 years, but yeah. Money. Really? Okay. Money. I think me and the kids had it some time ago when they were in town. Which would have been six, seven years ago. Yeah, I've been there for a while. Well, uh, yeah, that Maker's Mark, man. I just can't say enough about it. We probably had it on the podcast now. This would be the third time. It would be what? my guest, the 101. The second time. What was the last time I've had it? What a shame. I, I know. <laughs> I had just been talking about it, and it's like I don't go into dirt cheap anymore like I used to because it's my accounts. But I mean,. That was like, I used to laugh. Cheap. I used to tell you Their all the shit time. Is great. I will never forget when Little Book Chapter Three came out, and I walked into my dirt cheap off of St. Charles Rock Road, and I go in and I'm talking to Mary. She was the manager there before it got moved. And I go in and she's like, "Yeah, I've got this bottle you were looking for, seventy-three dollars, right?" It was on the bottom shelf below Deep Eddie Svedka vodka, oh. and uh, I think on top were like shooters. There was like eight of them sitting down there, and I was like, "Well, that hurts my chest." Well. I'm not going to tell you what it is because wait till I get out of here and I'll tell you about it. I'm going to take that. So there's a new one there at, and I thought it was called Lee Summit, right there at 140. Um, just as you start up the hill, you're heading back 100 to Manchester. There's a new uh, dirt cheap. And then there's a big one down on uh watson almost to cybergs the old cybergs down there at river to pair and watson and man they are stocked they got a lot down there and um also there's a new place down there in afton called uh barrel um barrel blends and i think it's a sub there's two of them i think they're a1 liquors uh but they're kind of running separate they actually serve uh Pours and flights. They have different flights. Yeah, that's uh, that's Steve Ackerley's building, the Bourbon Pursuit guy. Very big in the bourbon industry. Steve Ackerley knows that. Well, he had, had quite an array of oh, good stuff. Yeah, he had. Um, he was one of the original. It's actually literally the ABV network. It's on XM and some FM stations. Like Ackerley was one of the original, like original DJs, I guess podcast guys now they host all of the um, all of the uh, uh, bourbon pursuit bourbon wealth um, shit if we wanted to pay we could jump on the damn thing you know it's it's pretty unique might not be able to cuss as much yeah that's why I'm not doing it oh <laughs> our podcast would sound like beep and then the guy was like beep and then you know beep and I then, throw an F bomb out there once in a while and when I say things like tell Maker's Mark go suck it yeah I probably won't air that one well, so let's see. It is this is a Wednesday, so everybody's had time to soak in uh, uh, House of Dragons, the third episode. Yeah, got a problem with that. Uh, I don't know how one million arrows miss a guy. <laughs> I was a little confused there. 
I knew, I kind of knew he was pissed off and he was just going to go do this. When he beat the shit out of me. You know the old saying, don't shoot messenger? Yeah. He took his helmet off and beat the shit out of the messenger. Yeah. <laughs> but let's face it, I, that helmet probably wasn't. Back in that day, it was probably pretty brutal. I would, I don't even yeah, wear that crap. Anyway, but the uh, crab guy, whatever, he was gnarly looking, man. Yeah, then he got cut in half. Yeah, he just went very like tough. from here over yeah. with his Literally. one arm and his head. Like shoulder to hip. Dead. And he had half a crab face or something. That was pretty cool. I did like, I did like when Damon rides in on the dragon, the, the Valerian dude's like, save me, so the dragon lands on him. He kills him. Yeah, this dragon's not that precise. Sorry. Yeah, I tried to get shit. So. And then I've been watching the uh, Circle of Rings or Rings of Circle. Rings of Power? Uh, Rings of Power. Yeah, the Lord of the Rings thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess there's. Dude, my my level of nerd only goes so far. And I pretty much stop at Lord of the Rings. Yeah, well, I saw it and have watched it, and there's some cool stuff in it. Um, the, I watched, ears, the ears are kind of crazy. The they're elves. elves. Why everybody hates the elves? No one digs the elves at all. Yeah. I don't know that. I I, don't, I haven't followed all that as much. I literally we were at the the winery on Sunday. Uh, the Scorpion Germans down there. We were talking about House of Dragons, and then he jumps into Lord of the Rings, and I was like, bro, your nerd is showing. Like I can't I can't do that. Really. I just know the one guy was Frodo, and you know Gandalf was cool, and they threw the ring in the thing, and then. The guy sell off happily ever after. I thought it was a real gay love story. So when I sat no down last night, I was excited. like watching a doc. What so doc? Woodstock '99? No, I watch it. I great. already saw that. It was great. Yeah, but I saw the first episode. There's only two of uh, Garth and uh, Garth, like Garth Brooks. Yeah, dude, he just did one a couple years ago that I watched. Oh, this is like a two-parter. Um, and I, I just was kind of amazed how fast he went from doing Bluebird to like the biggest thing on the planet. To I mean, within a couple of years, yeah. It, it just would, and he got turned down by seven all the major labels out there. And I didn't know all those labels were in Nashville, but maybe they have a division in Nashville and then divisions all across the country. I think most. I think most. Big country labels are out of Nashville. That's why everybody goes to Nashville. <coughs> but uh, that was pretty interesting. Woodstock 99 was great. You should watch that. Woodstock 99? So you know what Woodstock was, right? In 1969, Peace and Love concert. You don't okay. know what yes. Woodstock? Okay. Yes. So they tried to do another Woodstock in 94, and it just didn't go well, right? So they did it again in 99. Well, without ruining this whole thing, but you can go out and have it. It started off all the topless bands at that point in time, you know, so it was Corn, Rice, Rage Against the Machine, Went Biscuit, all, all this crazy nonsense. And then you had Fish uh, and uh, James Brown. Like, these people were playing, right? And it starts out as this awesome, like, they were trying to do the peace and love kind of thing again. By the end of the third day, they evacuated all staff and musicians, and the entire 200,000 crowd was setting the place on fire, breaking oh. ATMs, right? There are, at one point in this documentary, the security guard goes, they were doing all kinds of horrible shit. At one point in time, there were four girls, hands on, hands on 
porta potties with lines of men behind, behind them, naked. <laughs> and the interviewer goes, well, what were they doing? He goes, what biblical term would you like me to use? Yeah, and they were was, just all these. I was like, the sixties was kind of like love and peace, and this was rape, pillage, and destruction. Well, and then like in nineteen ninety nine, uh, Lint Biscuit, right? Break stuff had just come out. Okay, and Lint, I I remember. Doesn't he have a song called Break? That's the name of Break Stuff. Break down. Stuff. Yeah, is the name of the song. I remember when Lint Biscuit came out, and that's when the these fitted hats going backwards that's when i started wearing them it was like biscuit right I, I just you know wore the hat and it was he was just angry that's what you listened to he was like this rebel child's gift and uh um so in one point i mean you saw it and he goes up and he starts singing break stuff and he's amping the crowd up when he finishes that song they're ripping the sound stage down like he yeah but let's say he gets done he gets them all wound up, right? And let's say he goes off at 12 to 1, and then everybody heads to the rave tent. Or it, this was like an old army base. Air Force uh, Base. Yeah. Or Air Force Air Force Base. Air Force yes. base. Yeah. Anyway, there's a big hangar, and that's where they had the all-night rave party. And then they all go in there. It's like that one guy is like, I woke up the next morning, I look in the mirror, my eyes are like cue balls. You realize that ecstasy I took just kicked in. Oh, I guess the. Oh, I, I guess our Scrooby Drew got up and uh, Mark got up, and I guess it's just me. Anyway, this um, Levitas is fantastic. Of course, it's a tatuaje, and it's got kind of these sweet, earthy spices to it. And um, I actually had it about a week ago. Now, there's another one. Mark can tell you that it's orange and this one's white and orange. But um, I really like that one as well. Anyway, really good. And it ain't too bad with this uh, Maker's Mark 101. So the other one that I've brought too, which we haven't had on here in a while, I don't believe, is the Heaven Hill 7, which I believe this bottle I got downtown Denver. So we'll be digging into that soon. But anyway, no, this is good. This is real good. So um, let's see what else has been going on. The Cardinals. Um, it's just like it, it just seems to me that it's like a storyboard being written as it goes. I mean, I think we've got him five short of seven hundred hits. And uh, for, for 700, uh, the Cardinals just keep on rolling. They'll drop a game once in a while, but then they come back, and their next 10 games usually are pretty good. So the Cardinals are on a roll. I think they play Washington, I guess, again tonight around 7. Yeah, I'm four, it's four games, right? They've been saying ever when they drop a game, and I think what it is, when they got shut out, they come back and their next 10 games are like 8, 2, whatever. So, nobody has been able to tell me this. But I think they've only got like 25 games left, maybe. 
something like that. Uh, I mean, I don't think they play much past the end of September, so uh, with a few games off, that sounds about right. Well, no, because October is playoff, right? The whole point is right. being be in October. Um, yeah, I just wish all these like, like Cards fans, I think they're more worried about Pujols hitting 700 than they are about winning the game. Well, I mean, if you've got 25 games, he's knocking one out of the park about every two, three games, it seems like. And he's, I mean, they're usually, he's knocking two runs in, he's had a grand slam. It's not like he's just out there soloing it. Mm -hmm. They put him in, they've been using him and putting him in at the right time. Well, I just got word that Tommy and Mickey are on their way here from the airport. So they'll probably be here in about 20 minutes. So that'll be cool. We'll get into that. So let's finish our kind of offset talk that we always do, and then we'll get into all All Saints when they get here. Um, yeah, that was my thing. Like as far as, far as uh, House of the Dragons, like a quick time jump, and then season episode six is when the cast changes because they're going to do like a I think it's like a twelve year jump. And well, that's they didn't the do a two year jump. Two years. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Three years. Yeah. Um, you know, Renera's uh, friends already given a child and pregnant again. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the show's good so far, man. I like it. It's very, it's very Game of Thrones. They didn't, they didn't, you know, clean it up in any way, which I think is cool. Um, oh, speaking of the last podcast, everybody really enjoyed um, the interview with Casey. Um, that's going to be really great. Stolen Throne contacted us. They're going to be in St. Louis in the end of September. We did that uh, Crook of the Crown, those cigars at Grand Crew. Yeah. They're going to be at Grand Crew uh, end of September. So we'll get the dates for that. We'll go down and meet them. How, how are they are opening music in there? How, I'm just curious how they ended up at uh, Grand Crew. I didn't know anybody really was. I'm talking about the cigar company. Oh, Stolen I'm, oh I'm thinking about uh, uh, our intro guys. Oh, no, 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 no. I got confused there for a minute. Our intro guys. Um, Stone Tribe. Stone yeah. Tribe. I think, uh, for some reason, I think I was thinking them. No, the Stolen Throne that now we smoked. Okay, the yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. we had the Lebrano after. Yeah, those were great. They're going to be in town, so we'll go see them and hook up with them. Um, oh, hell Reaper yeah, is doing great. great. I want to throw this out. I, I just want to say thank you to everybody, man. Uh, big, big, big shout-outs to all of our customers, but 100%. Lit Cigar Lounge, Grand Crew, both AP locations. You guys are phenomenal, and thank you. Um, October 15th, I know we're going to have more details on this soon. We're getting all the planning finalized. Um, Cowboy and I were just talking about a possible meal set up for that this morning. Um, that's going to be one hell of an event, man. A, a St. Louis kind of fall party with uh, Table 36 cigars, Craft and Puro cigars, and uh, STL cigars. Unfortunately, Scott won't be able to make it, so when you come to our booth, we will have Scott stuff with us. Because um, that's what we do. We help everybody out. And then he do the same thing for us. Uh, he does do the same thing for us at his poker night, so we're gonna keep that running too. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I have a cool surprise for you tomorrow. Some prints that got done. 
some things that we got. I was, you know, we always joke. I tell everybody, you're the, you do the artwork on everything and all that. And then I take your artwork and I think of stupid shit to do, right? Um, I, make, I make golf towels, bro. Oh, okay. And uh, it's literally the black and white Craft and Bureau logo, oh. golf towel. Cool. They're they're microfiber. They're toothpick wood shit. So you've seen them and have them already? I don't know. Oh. We're golfing tomorrow. Let's see when we go. <clears throat> uh, but they're cool. Um, got baseball jerseys coming. Yep. Yep. I'm going to blend. That's kind of a rob off Rojas cigars and Mike Weller, but I'm just going to, you know, whatever. Okay. You hear me talk all the time, man. I said it last night, too. Well, There's I mean, I was thinking it was an original idea. I was doing the hats for a while, just kind of trying to get something going and seeing what we thought and whatever. I really like those hat designs, though. I, like I do. The, I like the hat, too. If the stitching is cool, the hat fits our head, man. It'll be... It'll be good uh, because I I think we've had I, I didn't like those one run it was just a little off I don't know but I think you're right we need to do craft and puro craft and puro get kind of our main logo going and then start um, rounding out all of our logos and I'll, I'll show you like the hooligan done. we should and the poor hooligan we're, we're putting the Reaper out which they're both hot they're both Halloweenish. Kind of the They're Reaper. All Halloweeners. Well, Halloween plays so deep in every fucking thing we do. It doesn't matter. Well, you got Skull Pumpkins and the Reapers. They're all doing some shit on Halloween. Exactly. And I've got tomorrow. I've got um, way back when we when when I was doing the blending on the Cyclops and we were smoking on that. I blended this Churchill. The the Jeremy sent me. Is it the barber pole one? Nope. This is a double Maduro Dominican Nicaraguan blend. Um, sorry, a Scuro Maduro Dominican Nicaraguan blend. Um, they're two years old, and uh, you sent them to me Monday, Friday. Monday was a holiday, Friday. So, event only cigar. I really like. I've got a name for it. It's gonna be really cool. Smoke it, but it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be event only. You know, um, we're not. We've got some conversations with uh, Luciano and stuff coming up soon. So there won't be any new release from us for a while, but there will be some really cool handout and event stuff. You know, so just the be not like, labeled. Uh, no, we're gonna label. Oh, yeah. A really cool idea for it. Well, I always like when we have our meetings on air. Me too. It's fun. That's what they can always remember. Um, yeah, no, we're really excited, man. Um, tomorrow's going to be a lot of fun. We got a good, we got a solid fucking lineup of podcasts over the next weeks, man. This has been great. We'll thank Scooby Drew for hooking up Jake Wyatt. Uh, we'll thank Tommy, or well, Mickey kind of requested this, which was awesome of him. Um, he was coming into town, and this is one of the things we wanted to do. So we made a good impression with uh, the Mad Russian blowing up the table last time we did this. Are we doing anything? Event tomorrow are just basically showing up and well, so we're we're golfing in the morning, and then Casey and Dan will be here at the shop sometime around two thirty to three. So, I mean, it's not like there's going to be 
nothing special really. You know, they're gonna come in and see the shop and Andrew will be here, Brian and Daniel will be here. So they can kind of get their footing before the event, uh, before the dinner. Um, but then it's a uh, no holds barred after dinner, man. We'll see what we'll see what continues into the night. Which will be fun. 9.30 tea time, St. James. Friday? Yep. Yeah, you'll make it. Eight guys whacking the shit out of the ball. Supposed to be Are you doing you doing doubles or quads? Two foursomes. So good, teams. you'll get your warm-up round in tomorrow. So we'll get uh, two foursomes. Uh, we'll do 18 holes, go back, get prime, go to Leatherwood, which we have just put all of our product in. It should all be out, displayed properly. And we're gonna do that, and then we're gonna go to Sybils, and then back for late night cocktails. And then round two, uh, maybe you can make that day. It's a very large possibility. And I'm trying to get Gem, Mr. Jimmy Gemmy, to come out for that too. And, um, and then the next day, Sunday, is what game is on Sunday? There's a bunch of games. Sunday, Chiefs are playing the Seahawks? Cardinals. Cardinals. Oh, that's 325. right. 325. Yeah, I think we're, we're coming over. And um, I'm just saying, I went through the Chiefs schedule, and holy crap, man. They do not have one week-ass game. That whole schedule is lights out. Yeah, it's going to be good, man. I ain't worried about that at all. I'm excited about it. A lot of these guys are up. are really pegging the Chiefs. This is the year they fall kind of bullshit. Everyone's all pissed because Hill left and now the Chiefs never do anything again. But no, but that's, that's just those I don't see that now. Armchair fuckers that don't understand exactly. Andrew and I were talking about that one day. The, like, I think Tyreek Hill being there and being that check down yardage game king that he was. Everybody kind of forgot about those secondary guys that are now going to be the forefront stars in the line. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I'm telling you. I this is the only thing I think Nico we're going to Miko Harmon is, and am I wrong here? Did he, is he faster than Tyreek Hill? Huh? About the same. About the same? And he's only like three inches taller. Better runner. Way better route runner. My thing is the ball's still going to get moved. The touchdowns are still going to be made. I don't think... You know, you're going to miss uh, a few um, catches and breakaways, like, you know, just by the fingers. He pulls away and does something kind of special. But, I mean, other than that, I, I don't see a huge, huge change. I mean, I, I no. think they're going to be right there again. I also, I also, I, I love all this shit that Tyreek's talking about. Tua Tagovailoa being the, the best, most accurate quarterback that's ever thrown by that he's ever played with, I, I find it, I find it insane. Um, Actually, it's probably positive. Two is a two is a great quarterback. I, I think I, I, two is always my backup quarterback. I draft him every year. I, I think at some point he is going to be, he's going to be what Michael Vick could. He's going to be a left hand quarterback that, if he's, I do believe that he he will win a lot of shit. Now what that is, I don't know, but he will win a lot. I do think so. 
we will All right, so see. I want to ask you about the Nuevetas. So we're pretty much about even now. Yeah. Yeah, you little, little ahead of me as I'm trying to out. What do you think about the cigar so far? And this is what we're starting the day with, with the 101. So what do you think? Hey, guys. FFK here. Make sure to tune into every episode of Craft and Poodle. And don't forget that, as listeners, you guys receive a 15% discount on your entire order when you shop at my store. Promo code CRAFTPOODLE15. Once again, CRAFTPOODLE15. Make sure you follow me at Instagram at FFK underscore stands so you can receive that discount. And once again, thanks for listening. And Yeah, well... When everybody split the, the couch, I was kind of talking a little about it. You know, the thing I get from this one is it's kind of a very uh, sweet, spicy, earthy type taste for me. Yep. Um, and it's pretty consistent throughout. It does. You know, it really, it really is. One thing I like about the scars is, is some of the unique stuff inside Tata Live. Because it doesn't just heavily lean on the pink spice or the, the Nicaraguan region spice, but it does bring it. It is a little sweet. I think it's more tart, honestly, than, than I would go sweet. But there's um, earthy. It, it, there is. There is spiciness. To it. This is. I, th- I think. What, I think what you draw on there is what a lot of people would call would throw into that that rich soil or the oak or the, the hardwood. Or, you know, when they try and pinpoint those things. That's what draws over the top one. I think that's the core of the that's, that's what I like about it. It's a great size, dude. It's just a little larger than a true booster. Yeah. This 101 is great, man. I know we're going to have to revisit this because Mickey's going to be all over that. Well, maybe he'll have a case of this uh, in his satchel before. He gets a case of that. I better start bringing that shit back. Yeah. I know, yeah, I ran in. I ran into Tommy this morning. They've got the All Saints event at Grand Cru tonight. Um, so that'll be that'll be cool down there. Um, we got. I don't know what's going on here. I'm looking at that little calendar. Over here. Jake Wyatt is on next week, the 14th. Um, got some new live music tomorrow, Friday night. Jake Matthews. I don't know who that is. Mike Matthews. Mike Matthews. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Never heard of him. You heard him? No. Yeah. Who it is? Coming over? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of music, I got a talk to him. I got a call from Paul. About a call from Paul? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can talk about that text, too. I don't know what he texted you. He called me. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Tell you about that. I love that guy. You just don't listen too well. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm behind now because I've been. It's just been balls to the wall every day. I've had something, and I'm cutting my grass, which I've got quite a bit of grass to cut. And I used to have the riding lawnmower, and now all my neighbors, everybody's going electric. So now I've got this little 16-inch wide battery thing, and it takes forever so I'm not uh, against getting up early and get on the cut but the dude now at this time of year 
the water is just, the grass is just saturated with dew. So uh, I got to get the yard cut before I head out. So tomorrow, it's going to be nuts. Try to get a few more cut today. I got you. I understand. Yeah. Um, get it dialed in before I leave. Yeah. Gene's having a gap. So are you going to be, are you going to be back on Sunday? Yeah. Okay. We're not going to stay down there. Then weather permitting, I don't know. They're saying there's going to be some on and off showers maybe Saturday or Sunday, so I don't know. But we'll see. But I don't worry about that either, either because I'm, it's going to rain down in St. James all weekend. And one of our patios, we're going to be watching the Chiefs game, so it doesn't really matter. Well, handle eight times. Everybody's wanting to watch it. I'm gonna tell you right now, I just stared at that TV for 30 seconds. That's the most tennis I've ever watched in my life. Well, that's what I was saying. I mean, this is like right in our face, and I'm just like, I, I feel the, like I, my kids kid me. I had my one kids of the play every sport. He's just, he's just every sport. I've not played field hockey and tennis. Hell no. Soccer, I played one week, and the coach said, Hodges, <laughs> you cannot tackle our forearm in soccer. I had one of the funniest conversations with uh, a buddy of all of ours that Scooby Drew will remember this. We were sitting here during the, it was when the Blues got into the playoffs. We were sitting here watching the game, we were talking about hockey, and I looked over at him and I, was go, I go, well, how much do you know about hockey? He looks at me and he goes, I could explain the game of tennis to you, and I don't know what a blue line is in hockey. I said, this is why I don't talk to you anymore. Well, yeah. uh, Mayor Randy. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, I never played. I played a little roller hockey, uh, and that was all going good till they asked me to be the goalie one day without a cup. That did not go good. <laughs> oh, I played hockey. Forever. I went I down I the old goalie. orange puck. Rollerball, yeah. And I got a direct hit. I was down for like an hour. It was horrifying. You mind? Yeah. Well, I did. Yeah. Bartender. <laughs> so. I don't know how I got over that. I think she gave me some Alka-Seltzer and I just sat on the toilet for like a half an hour. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, we were playing, it was the most embarrassing. I, I was a defenseman striking forward on penalty plays, on penalties, or penalty kills the entire time I played hockey. And one day we were playing New Hope Flyers. They, you know, they were not a very good team. And uh, our goalie was out sick. They said, you want to try? I was like, yeah. We lost that game nine to seven because uh, I don't know how to stop a puck. That was rough. Because we're already in the net when you're game. trying to do it. What's hey. up, boys? What's going on? All right, guys. So we're gonna take our break here. We're gonna get to the second half. Mr. Mickey Begg has made his way here from Austin. Stay tuned. All right. Much All right, guys. We are back. So we had a little break there. Um, Mickey Pegg has made his way in. And uh, Tommy Klein from 304 Cigars, represents All Saints in St. Louis, is here with us as well. Mickey is doing some setup stuff, so he'll be here in any moment. Um, Hello. Mickey's here. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey, when we poured you there, that's the first, um, we're doing the Maker's Mark 101. We're not doing bibs. No, we're doing bibs. Cowboy. 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 Bottle of vine right there for you, baby. 
I was like, shit, as much of that debt as you bought, I thought you'd have it on a whole Cheers, cheers, cheers. Happy birthday to Andrew. Cheers. Salute. Post to everyone. Salam. I love it, cheers. I talk about it all the time, and it's uh, it's one of the beautiful things. And I was, you know, I was just out with uh, Dojo with their thing and the Rocky Mountain Scarfest, and everybody had a different reason why cheers was important. Now, my favorite part of a cheers, my grandfather was from Dusseldorf, Germany. Uh, That's my mom's dad. And um, to him, cheers is really important because it's all five senses come together. The smell, the clean, the touch, the taste. So it's uh, so always make that eye contact when you cheers. And I did give you eye contact when you cheers. I was, just so desperate. I was so desperate to get into this thing. After today, I mean, today's flight, I mean, it was oh, hilarious. Oh, man. I can't wait for you. So I said it a little bit when it started. I said they were going to be late, but you've got to give your experience. That was good. At least you got to have a cigar this morning in the car. I had two. Tyler had three. Oh, okay. So well, he was stressed more than you. Well, you know, it's funny. When you get when you get to this part, of, when you do these 10 to 14-day turnarounds, you think you come out with plenty of extra stock, even though you ship stuff. And, um, you know, it's funny. It's not like, you know, of course I was on a weasel fest and so I got gifted, uh, I was very fortunate to get gifted a bunch of aromas. Mm-hmm. So I was smoking all Roma, Roma crafts this morning because I was too afraid to get in my sock. I'm like, we got to do stuff for the show. We got to do, we got to, you know, we got that amazing Don't event crew. tonight with yeah. Grand Crew. Uh, tomorrow we're up at Ash and Anvil and then uh, actually going to see a couple buddies up in Kansas City that we ran into at Weasel Fest in uh, Austin and and then obviously Kurt Diebel's big uh, Kansas City Cigar Fest right. on Saturday. Where is uh, where is Ash and Anvil? <coughs> um, Kansas. 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 Gardner, Kansas. Gardner. 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 So. Why'd you put the accent on that one? Gardner, Kansas. Because it's cowboy up time. Okay, it's cowboy up time. So, is that like west? Ways well, you got you know straight south. You, you, you got to talk to Tommy about yeah. the, ge- okay. the geography of this because you know every time I come here, everybody busts balls how these are the flyover states. So I'm not flying over. I'm here. So, but I still I, I still got to get a you know lay of the land. So I think this is my second or third trip out here God. this year. Flyover state. I was just saying today, man. I mean, as far as cigar lounges and places to smoke cigar and as far as the old line the new line the petite lines st louis has got a lot going on yeah some really neat lounges you know it's uh it's always fun to come here you get a little bit of everything uh it's interesting because you know we're in a place right now that's beautiful it's just gonna get prettier uh they're upgrading and then but what i noticed out here a lot is a lot of uh detached stores or you know standalones uh, standalones Yeah. yeah Um, so that's kind of cool too. Yeah. The destination. And it's funny because I was in, um, Smoker's Abbey. We're in Smoker's Abbey, Memphis. We're in Smoker's Abbey, Nashville. Was in having conversations with, uh, Ian at Smoker's Abbey in Austin. And they were talking about, well, their old location. They just moved into their new location. It's just freaking, it's awesome. It'd be an Irish pub. In Austin. In Austin. It'd be an Irish pub. And a tabernacle had a baby. That's what it would look like. So, um, and you know what was interesting about that place was he talked about the old place. We had this killer food joy. We had a killer um, like drink of uh, uh, some some brewery. I can't remember the name. He was talking about 
place they have now, the, the, the only thing you can consume, you got a marshmallow place opening up. I just kind of laughed. I'm like, I didn't know marshmallows were big in Boston. <laughs> yeah, it's like a marshmallow, you know, where they make it big homemade and they cut it up. And he goes, what I like about it too is we really can create our own identity. And I think when you know you have those kind of standalones, it's you know um, that that's interesting too. But also being able to work off the energy of all the other places around you, kind of top golf out there. That's going to be well. One of the one of the cool things that we kind of touched on last time, you know, you didn't walk into an exploding table this time, so this is pretty dope. No, yeah. I was wondering what kind of fireworks we were going to go off. We're going to be real lame today. Nothing. Everybody's like, who's that? We left the Russian. We left the Russian at home. Don't worry about it. I say, I don't see on the mark. One of the cool things about St. Louis, like you've been in the industry so long, you know this, you're starting to travel a lot more, you're gonna pick this up. St. Louis is really interesting in a way that 99% of the shops in the area, even as much as you go as far as Kansas City, they will tell you about other shops. They're like, yo, I've been down to this one, or I've been to that one, or I go to this one when I'm in town. Right? There's this camaraderie that runs around in these shops that's very different from the East Coast. Yeah, well, I will tell you on the East Coast, there are areas where there is a lot of camaraderie. Okay. And, and if uh, there isn't camaraderie, there's only one village. Yeah, totally so, right. so yeah. it's not like this guy's going to fight with this guy. It's not like Thanksgiving. Oh, there's you one know, asshole. There's one a, yeah, so there, there's one. Um, and there seems to be one in every town. Um, not every town, but, uh, um, you know, so yeah, so... The, you know, when I was when I started out in retail, Georgetown Tobacco, we would horse trade with Trapers and uh, Old Virginia Tobacco Company, which was called Tobacco Barns back then, because we had a customer. It wasn't like trying to make money off another retailer. They all had access to that stuff, but he just had a particular Batola. He just somebody ran over and got it for that customer. You know, so that, and that was that was always kind of nice. Uh, Philadelphia's pretty friendly. Uh, you know, Dave Mayer's doing a great job mm-hmm. with Wooden Indian, and you know. So Trey now has Scar Mojo. You got just uh, so many other neat things. You got Bobby Hersham, who's the big personality uh, for Tony's place, Old Havana. So it's just a really Philadelphia is just a really neat area, and it's Sweet. I get my balls busted quite a bit because I'm never home, and then I tell my wife and kids, "Well, if we're, if we're taking a picture at dinner, do not fucking post it because somebody's going to get caught. You're in town." You know, they're taking credit for a lot of me helping get into where we are right now, and rightly so. But sometimes you're home for 48 hours, I want to kiss the wife and, uh, you know, hug my kids. And you live on a golf course, right? Yeah, but not like you would think, like in these Florida places, it's an old, uh, it's an old neighborhood. So, there's no houses on the golf course, except for maybe one hole, and those are... So it's like the course is inside the neighborhood? <laughs> yeah, it's an old neighborhood, so the course was built like, well, was built in 1900 or 1901, and, and I we actually had like a hundredth anniversary in you know 2000. I had another one in 2001. So one was when it was started. One, I think it was just a little bit of marketing to get people in the club to spend money. But well, like Glen Echo here, there's a bunch of old brick houses all around Glen Echo. Yeah. And well, it, that you don't have to worry about hitting the house is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. I guess it depends on how good the dog yeah, It's was. like Normandy. The oldest course west of Mississippi. No, like, hey, Marion's in a, um, so Marion, which is just a stone's throw from my house, they're in a neighborhood too. But it'd be pretty hard to hit a house. Well, well especially they don't let you on the course unless you're going to visit the I'll smack a house. Oh, I can find it. I'll like, find a fucking house. Yeah. Whose ball is that? Oh, it's me. How, how'd you get over here? Listen, I find them. 
There's no fucking trees left on my course, but I find them. Right. I still have a knockdown shot. This dude is the king. Like he'll, I hit one of my best shots through the trees a couple, few, about a month ago. This guy is the king of that shot where the ball's going. It looks so great. Right. You know, that shot where it looks like it's going through the trees and the ball falls flat and drops. Yeah. That's it. I it's a that. branch. It's dead perfect. Center, it's down. perfect. It doesn't bounce and shoot out. It pink, pink, done. Right. Yeah. Alright. So hold on, I was going to say one well, thing about Smokers yeah. Abbey uh, in Nashville. You know, like, it seems like all these cities now start their own districts, like, their yeah. own little kind of entertainment areas. And yeah. that one's kind of nice there in Nashville because it's kind of north. And you got Smokers Abbey, you got some good barbecue, you got some tacos, Mexican places, right. some good liquor stores. And that's in kind of a really neat little area which I'd never been before, because I had asked Wes when we were down there uh, before, and I'd met him and John. And, you go uh, out with Wes, you better have bail money in your pocket. Well, he was that's there at Smoker's Abbey with me. man. But Smoker's Abbey's like, you know, artists, skulls, deadheads, they've got a little bit of everything. Yeah, Nashville has a little bit of everything. Now, it's grown quite a bit. Uh, Huber was telling me, he goes, because I, I got to take a run through there soon. You know, Tom has been there a couple times. Is uh, because wait till you get down to West End, it's just nothing but uh, it's nothing but cranes. So yeah. I was there when the craziness started. I got out and just the craziness. It went to a little lull during the Great Recession about ten years ago, and then we're back at it. Yeah. So. And have you gone down to Nashville Cigar? No. That's done a t- in like a Is little. that the old uptowns? It's like now yeah, instead of going down. north, so many miles you go south. Yeah. And there's. You know, new areas down there, but it's really more, you know, kind of high-end restaurants and bars, and then there's yeah, I think it's called Green High-end, yes, I think you're right. And uh, there's Nashville Cigar, really nice high-end. Yeah, I lived there for five years on a place called Treeside, right across from uh, the Biscuit Place, uh, Loveless Cafe. So that's where I take my girls when they were young. Not that young anymore. All right, cool. So what, what what do we got going on here? What are we what are, what, are, what are we consuming? Well, this is Makers 101. Uh, okay. This has a funny story for us. So the first time we had this, I am not a Makers is this the, fan. Yeah, this is the love hate relationship. Love hate relationship. Yeah, we, we, we talked about this had last it. time. Yeah. Oh no, we talked on air. I mean, we did a lot we, of talking. We, we talked about it. Yeah. But um, so I love the private selections, the stage selection stuff. Right. The picks are always great. But I think that Makers Mark and, and drums are at 46. It's just garbage. It's me, and I can't stand. It. So this bottle came up to us about a, about a year and a half ago now, around Halloween, and um, it's almost two years now. And during this lineup on the podcast, we had some heavy hitters, man. Like we had some single barrel E.H. Taylor. He had found a couple of barrel picks on some different pool ends. Yep. Um, crazy stuff. And my our buddy, the German, that was there at the table, right, when you came in, he had to leave. Yeah, right. He pulled this bottle out. We were all laughing about it. This bottle stole a show that day, right? And it's Maker's Mark 101, 101 proof Maker's Mark. Nothing changed in the mass bill, it's just finished down to 101. And I literally have been joking on the podcast ever since. Bourbon and Blondes are a local uh, podcast here in San Diego. Yeah. They're really involved in the whiskey market. Yeah. And they're really involved in Maker's Mark. I'm always throwing shots out. Like, tell Maker to stop making that other bullshit. Right. They just released 101. It would be great. This is the best rum I've had in a long time. Nice. <laughs> He's the best rum I've ever had. <laughs> uh, no, I'm a rum picker too. It's got, it's got some rum flavor to it. It's funny 
I'm tasting this right now, and I think this could be perfect for some little something. I got a little something special for you. It's not even labeled yet, so hopefully we'll go on. Yeah. We'll, we'll be able to ship it on November 1st, All Saints Day, on our, on our birthday. That's right. Yeah. So how are you enjoying that uh, JW Dent? Listen, I I am a disciple of uh, of uh, Father Dent. Um, so uh, we got some guys. You asked Michael King, uh, who I think Tommy's had some time to spend some time with to talk to, who's also uh, an Air, Air Force vet in his territory. That's my backyard. Last time I was here, I was coming in hot to an event, and I brought it there, and I was like, ah, and I was asking everybody, what do you think this bottle cost me? And, you know, I'm giving that look, what do you think this bottle cost me? 30, 40. I'm like, well, the way I heard it, it's either $16 or $12, depends on what side of the river you're fucking like. So, uh, we, had, we had some fun with that. And, um, and then he brought it out somewhere. Where were we? You know, so now whenever I show up with Tommy, he always has a bottle of data for me. <laughs> And then I went home with like four well, bottles, that was and they're all gone. Well, IT says remember to bring uh, Yamp with you, and I said, okay, yeah. I said, by this really? time, he already yeah. bought a case. I'm sure he's got it on a holster on right now. Yeah. So, didn't find this well, my collection's getting big at home because I'm not, I'm not there to enjoy it. So, yeah. uh, which is interesting, I got to get some of these bottles up that I've collected with the help of you guys, too. So, share these with some of my buddies back home. Yeah, that's cool. That's the hard maybe, thing. Maybe we about. do a little road trip. I'll bring some of those maniacs out here. Do, well, maybe do we'll make a road trip. Philly, just let me know. Totally, man. Well, the reason this all came about was when we and Mark started. You know, of course, we want to have these unicorns and all these things everybody's trying to try and get right. on and talk about. But then also, I was like, you know, we've probably got a lot of guys who are in their early 20s. I mean, they ain't going to be going out and spending 100 bucks on a bottle. So I started exploring the bib market and I was going to Louisville and trying to buy as many bibs and try them. So then when I started trying them, I'm like, holy shit, man, these are really good value for the money. So I was trying to grab as many as I could and that's one of the ones I found, as well as the next one, uh, which is a bottle of Bond Heaven Hill 7 here, which of course, this replaced the white label six year from Heaven Hill, which they pulled off the market now about two years ago. And I will, have you had that six year Heaven Hill? Original white label? No? I, I might have. You might have. I put a little dram together of that that I will, I'll make sure you get. So, can I ask a favor while we're yeah. on this? Yeah. Because you guys must have been mind reading or palate. What do, you, what do you call it? Mind reading somebody else's palate before they walk through the door. And just listen. You had no idea what I was going to pick for this. I didn't know it either until I have this small arsenal of our uh, Vespers, which is our newest Vitola in all four lines. And it's a uh, four and a half by 44 round. I know we have a box okay. press. Yeah, you do a box press, yeah. Except for our six by sixties, our huge, our round, and our dedication. And you got dedication. Yeah. So the Habano blend, the dedication Habano, you know, it's not going to confuse, you know, Colorado and Habano. So the Habano is similar to the dedication plan. Percentages in the architecture is a little bit different. So instead of the San Andreas wrapper on this one, we have a Habano wrapper. And actually the wrapper on the Habano and the Colorado are the same wrapper. I just refer to, there's different insides. Right, right. sure, yeah. I just, I love that wrapper so much. I refer to one as the seed, and one is the color shape. Exactly. The, the color yeah. coding. Yeah. 
So on this one, I always say that you get some kind of, and I don't like to give too many descriptors. I'll tell you strength of our cigars because I'm getting that feedback right, we, constantly. We, we talked about this last yeah. time. It's like you don't want to dial in and be the, the nerd and tell people what they're going to taste. I'm going to tell you what I think of this one. Or maybe I'm not. You know what? No. Let's light this up and tell me what you're going to. Let's do it. But I right. think this is going to, this this little delicatessen is going to, um, yeah, I think it's going to pair up great with this, this uh, Makers. Um, so again, these are all triple caps, so you can use your factory cutter if you want. Right on. You light up? Yeah. Thank you. All right, yeah, let that one go because I think that's going to match with something. Now, this is the malt. This is what you like. You need to get. That's what all up? we can get here. Oh, okay. We got to get that four grain down here. Right. Yeah, that's what I was talking about this morning. Right. I told you. Yeah, it's, that's uh, what you were talking about. That's the one. When I had, I had all this law stuff when it first came. Yeah. It hit this distribution in Missouri in 2018. Right. And I tasted on all of it, and I was like, dude, there was like, I said, I think I said, let's say five grain. So like three grains. Yeah, it's four grain. Four grain. I was like, bro, that bottle was amazing. Yeah, it's an interesting source. So all four grains come from Colorado. Yep. So it's almost like it's a puro. <laughs> it's it's yeah, a exactly. bourbon puro. And it's uh, so good buddy of mine, David Cronin, uh, works the he's in charge of the East Coast, which is a very important territory for anything that you want to take the market because of the density of the people there. And that four grain. There's a bunch of stuff I like. Uh, but that four grain is something delicious, and we're doing some co-branding together, some ideas, and uh, that four grain just kind of matches up with some of the other Sweet. stuff we're doing. This one, though, we actually talked to what the heck was her name, the young lady, uh, Angela. Yes, yeah, yeah, we saw her both places right. when we did the tour. This was the Bottle and Bond Henry Road, which is where the grains were grown on Henry Road. Right. So that's a hundred proof malt. Yeah. That's the trouble. Does it, uh, does anybody have a lighter at the bottom? Thank you. So are we live right now or is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're always I mean I, I mean I know the mic's live, but uh are we, people uh, actually listening to the podcast right now? Or are they listen no, to yeah, listen the podcast? Yeah. yeah, okay. It's like a live broadcast radio show that we drop. Yeah, okay. He drops, but I had some of that laws initially, maybe a year or two ago. Yeah. I didn't really care for it. Now I haven't stayed with it. It was kind of just like Elks when Elk first came out. Right. You know, I was like, wow, this has still got some work to do on it. And now, yeah, they'll tell you they got, you know, they got some stuff. Yeah. Got, got going on. You know what they had that was phenomenal when we were there, and a couple of us bought it. So they call it the legacy barrel. I don't even remember how many barrels they have, but they were from the 11 years ago when they first started. And they blended in with something else. Right. And every year they like break out bottle. one of the original bottles, one of the original barrels, and they start releasing that one barrel over the course of the year. And I think Angela said they've got enough barrels to do this for like the next eight or 10 years doing this legacy bottle. That was pretty impressive stuff, man. Almost like an it. infinity bottle, like something yeah. they, they have a portion that they're gonna put every into the blend. So it will change, I'd imagine, just like our cigars do. So. Gotcha. 
Hey, Mark, watch that cord. Uh, yeah, some asshole yeah. laid it there. <laughs> Just trying to be helpful, man. Dang it. All right, so where are we at? We're in so, Mickey, arch. this is this is ideal with this Makers 101? Okay. I think so. Yeah? Listen, that's just me. That's just my sweet tooth is just hopping out here. So, you know, in this cigar, you have some jalapa in there. Yeah. So it's going to give you that tobacco sweet I like to talk about. It's one of my favorite regions to work with. Uh, and it is for a lot of people, too. We're always looking for unique stuff to put in there. Sure. Not just because it's unique, but it actually will complement the rest of the tobacco. Right? That's a, uh, or the rest of the cigar, I should say. And this is a new Vitola or size? Yeah, it was not. It's not on the market yet. Okay. Uh, is this a, uh, if I messed this up when you were talking about it, a specific blend, or is this going to be available across the portfolio? So, uh, all four blends will have this shape in it, and we refer to the shape of Vitola as Vespa. All four and a half by 44 rounds. So I had a couple. I had a handful that I wanted to bring out here. Uh, I had a couple buddies I wanted to, that I trust their palate. Uh, spoke over the weekend. I got a couple left. I need to save for a couple other things, but uh, we got a couple more at home. But uh, we should be able to ship those November first. So and I'm just, I was just thinking about it too when I was coming in because I was thinking like, what am I? What should I bring in for the pairing? The pairing is what it is. Do you want contrast? Do you want who cares? What sure, you want contrast, you want a meat kill, or you want to compliment, whatever. But right. it's like, hey, let's have that conversation when we get here because we like to do both ways, right? At yeah, least I think exactly. all of us do right? from yeah. our last conversations. So it's just kind of funny. I took a sip of that uh, Makers 101. I'm like, I, I think he's, I think they're going to compliment each other. I don't think there, there could be some contrast, but. Um, that's the beauty of these conversations. But what I was thinking, what a great way to do pairings. This this Vitola is a perfect pairing cigar. Hundred. Especially if, if we're gonna drink like we're smoking, why not? And then get a rail smoke going so we actually you get to a point you formalize it, not just come in shotgunning like we are today. Right. Mostly because of me, is you can have these cigars railed up. I call it rail smoking. Uh, it's a, it's like an ashtray that looks like a rectangle, or you get the square one. Her clocks has got one we all know with little bubbles on it. Yeah. So you can line them up, and you can line up the flight of drinks, and you have your flight of cigars, and then you can bounce between and see what you know how they come together. Where are your pairings at? Your contrast, yeah, etc. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Especially of because really you guys do an honest taste. Yeah. You don't try to crush me when I. Well, at least you didn't try to crush me the last time I was on the show. Well. Well. Make, you make a good product because uh, if, if it wasn't, I would tell you. No, I'm talking about the, the, the pores. Oh, true, you do yeah. true honest. Well, it's pork. funny you talk about that. Like right. we, do, we, pork. we do so many. So yeah. you can do a yeah. lot. You, you can right. do a lot and not. You know, of course, we end up. We end up. <laughs> We're gonna do it anyway. Yeah, yeah, right. here, we probably have 14 cigars oh. going, so oh. I, mean, I, I know what you're talking about. But when we do like a, uh, we get together and we meet 10 guys and. Uh, we'll, we bring these bourbons and they put it on a big uh, barrel cap that's a Lazy Susan. Mm -hmm. And I try to get there early before it gets too Yeah, Yeah, I like how you do the Lazy Susan. And I just show. was like, okay, I try a little pour of everything. And most of them I've had, but yet I just like to kind of do them quick. And then all of a sudden, wow, one really caught. And then I want to find out why that one 
really caught my eye and the taste profile of what was happening then because out of that whole right. run, something stood out about that. And uh, I was thinking exactly the way you're thinking about the cigars. Why don't you guys get these barrel tops, brand them uh, with Kraft and Ferro, and make them into Lazy Susans and sell them? I'd buy one. Well, we know a guy. We actually met, not being funny, we, we met, um, there's Could you really imagine like the barrel cap with your that badass logo? Oh, it'd, it'd be cool, man. I mean, like, it'd be cool. Everybody's it's gonna just... spend other people's money and time. <laughs> hey, no. You know Trust what you me. should do? You know, Trust much, me. Yeah. You know how much I hear that in a day? <laughs> I'm sure. sure. Hey, this is great, but what if you did this? Well, that's a little better. I, th I like the what if that you the should. One, oh, okay. And then you should? Oh, yeah. Okay. I guess that's the please and thank you at the end of telling you what to do, huh? Well, so I wanted to make a t-shirt a couple of years ago, and the t-shirt was going to say, you should stop starting with all your sentences with, you, you should. <laughs> I like this. This is good. <clears throat> but it's a, it's a great pairing shape, I was thinking. Now, of course, now, if you want to get intrinsic and you're sticking to one shape and one scar and doing something like that, I totally understand that. But for what we're doing like this and just a bunch of good guys getting together, we want to experience a lot of things in one. It's almost like going on a bar crawl, except it's just a lazy Susan and a table full of guys. You know? Right. So. Well, but you're also sitting with a group of guys that enjoy this size. Yeah. So this, this really works. And I think this size is universally, even guys that say I'm a big ring gauge guy, that they will enjoy this, especially for the fact of what you're getting out of it. So, of course, you know, the cold weather smoke, that quick car smoke, the dog walk smoke, the, you know, quite frankly, you know, when I'm down, uh, in Nicaragua, and somebody handed me a sample from their factory. You know, we, we, we have a lot of friends and we spend a lot of time with each other down there. Uh, I love when they hand me something similar to the shape. Because yeah. I can get on to the next thing, get on to the next thing, because you just... Well, I smoke sometimes in the morning when I walk, because I've got a park, I walk every morning. And I'm always wondering what people are thinking. <laughs> you know, I'm out there healthy, but look at that healthy guy. He's like doing both at the same time. You follow my miners the last time I was here. Smoking and walking. And then my buddy says, yeah, man, he goes, I packed my uh, uh, my Yeti with a little crown and I go on my walk with my little Oh, <laughs> uh, it's kind of anti-productive. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, it was funny. When I was when my daughters were younger, we'd walk around the neighborhood. Uh, Halloween, I'd have the wagon, then I would drag them around in, and I had a little cooler with wheels that was attached to that. So, but it was like a beer, and I had it set up so you could get a cigar out of there too. Nice. But the, I didn't do the cigars. The, set, the first year I did the cigars, it was a hit. But the wives got to me and like. Yeah. I know we're outside, but it's all the kids. And I'm saying, all right, so we didn't do the cigars next year. But we were allowed. But we were allowed to drink beer. Well, I had. I had to have a whiskey. You can station. drink, but you can't smoke. Yeah, you can no. fall down in front of your kid, completely ass drunk. You can say but some don't smoke horrible things. Don't smoke a cigar in front of him. Right. You can be rude as you want, but don't smoke. Right. Please don't smoke. I'm encountering that Sunday. Sunday, we've got you know the street I live on, Mickey. It's a one way in, one way out. So we're doing this. Like little block part. They did that so he wouldn't come home, but he keeps coming home. <laughs> well, well, and I told him, I said, hey, I'll set up a drink station and cigars. 
Well, you can set up a drink station, but please don't have cigars out because they'll be children. Yeah. And I went, what? Yeah. I'm kind of okay with it. I know. Did my god kids come over, Riley comes over, and I'm like, this is some fun that we have. This is how this is. I'm like, hey, do you want to pick what I drink and smoke next? Bro, you want to see a girl get so damn happy? That kid has a blast. You got to work on her pouring skills, though, because she's trying to get it. <laughs> so she thinks this means that's the top. Well, we have me, I and, like my, that. me yeah. and my cousin Scott had grown up, my, my grandparents were big entertainers, and they turned us into bartenders. It's funny, like, we all got bartending jobs out of college. Well, we were we were bartending training from the time we were, like, 10. And we, we just knew that if we got the uncles and the friends of my grandparents and parents kind of tipsy, they would pay you a dollar to do this and do that. So they would, they would kind of tip you for bartending. But like you had to fetch me errands, you know, like do they do this for me real quick here? Don't tell your mom, here's a five, you know, or a dollar bill. So it was like we that was our Charlie Hustle. So so we put that little extra pour in there to get a happy face. Alright, so I wanna ask you, um, you were at Weasel Fest. Yeah. Before that was Rocky Mountain or after? Rocky Mountain. Rocky Mountain first. Yeah. How was the show for you this year? Uh, it's great. Trade show. We sold out again. Um, well, I know you sold out at, at Rocky Mountain. That was funny. Your yeah. Post. I thought, I thought yeah. that was hilarious. So we did it, we did it again. Um, last year I took a picture of, of Frank. This year I made time to take a picture of me and Frank. So yeah. next year we're going to have somebody take a picture of all three of us. We did the trifecta. There you go. So we'll get Tommy in the picture next year. So it was a great show, great exposure. I'll be honest with you, you know, we're not at that point where um, we made any money like some of the, the, the bigger guys. We didn't lose a dollar, we didn't make a dollar. The exposure, and I thought it was just really great. It was just so many friends of uh, All Saints were hanging out with us in the booth. And, and it just, you know, which is always nice because it makes it look like it's crowded. What's going on over here? Makes it look busy. Yeah. So we already looked like, what are we going to do Latin? We're going to play tech back here. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go. Dick's morning goods, we're gonna get chairs, we're gonna get fans, so we're already, nothing that's really overly expensive, but make it a little bit more comfortable for people to hang out in the booth with us. And it really didn't hurt having a distillery on each side of us. No, it didn't. And then we had laws right across from us. Right. So, yeah, so. yeah I, uh, we, we had a, a big event came into St. Louis a week or two ago called Pig and Whiskey. Oh, wow. Um, and they set up at Schlafly Bottle Works downtown. And it was an awesome, awesome setup. And after doing that event all weekend, I was like, you know, I had this, this idea. I was like, dude, next time we do this, just do a little bigger tent. And like you said, we'll throw some chairs in, in the front, you know, kind of catty corner of the booth and throw some chairs around and you create this. Large little block out our neighbors. We would, we would the dude, our neighbors, dude, our neighbors were schlafly and they were killing it, dude. Those guys came over like every other hour buying cigars. That's awesome. And then right across from us was Bullet Whiskey. And like it's Bullet, okay, I'm not the biggest Bullet Bull fan. Bullet. But dude. You know what their display was? They brought one of those, um, what do you call them, sleeper trailers? Is that the yeah. one? You know those little half moon yeah. trailers? Yeah. They converted the entire thing. The inside looked like a distillery. The outside that you would fold down that you knew it normally has your, your sink and your kitchen. Brilliant. They had the bottles up on. Oh, it was great, man. And those guys sold out every night by 8 o'clock. They were done. That's great. They were done. It was cool. It was really cool. But it was a fun idea point, like you were saying. So, you know, put your tent up, you know, drop some chairs in, fans. Yeah. Ashtrays off to the side, and then you create this this lounge. It's, you know, it's there. It's, you know, really it's interesting to see how big that thing is getting. That the the quality of the beers, or even more bigger than well-known beers and whiskeys and, and bourbons that were there, that was much bigger. For instance, Founders was there. Like, and I haven't seen Founders at 
And the reason I like Founders is because my brother, who lives in Holland, right outside of Grand Rapids, Michigan, kind of introduced me to Founders, had a great experience there, and I like the all-day IPA and all the other fun stuff that they come out with. That's the uh, IPA, I drink it um, right by your house, Uh, the tavern, um, right by your house. Got a distillery put up. Oh, you mean village? Village. village. Yeah, so you know, Founders is really, they're, they're grabbing market share out there, yeah. so they'll be bought soon. They'll sell it in bed and then it'll yeah. be in St. Louis everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Why not, right? Why not? Um, so the events have been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, the, the event this weekend that was all Skip and Mike Rosales and Sean and John and all that. was all Weasel Fest. Weasel yeah. Fest. It's all about Roma. Yep. Uh, but it was interesting. I got invited out by those guys and spent some time with um, their consumers that that do like our products too and some of the retailers. And, uh, so it was nice. It was uh, it's very generous for those guys to invite me out there for the weekend. And then I went on sales calls in Austin uh, Monday and Tuesday, which was great. So uh, Labor Day and the and then, so, after. for the fun, explain your from 5 a.m. till now today. Yeah, so, I, oh, I, I have to, um, so, I need to leave. Tyler said, you know what, I'll give you a ride, because he's the early shift. I don't know if you guys know Tyler Jeffrey. He, um, he, he works for Southwest, uh, he works for a major airline company uh, in, you know, in, in Austin, and he moved out there for the whole cigar scene and all that stuff. He goes, I'll give you a ride in the morning. We had dinner last night. He goes, I'll give you a ride in the morning. It's on the way. You're, you're adding maybe 15 minutes to my to my day. So I had a seven o'clock flight. So I wake up at, I wake up at five and I'm in the car by 520. We're just on the fringe of the airport by like 535 because it's really nice. I stay downtown in the new Marriott right across from the Four Seasons. And we were stuck for two hours. We couldn't get off because the electricity went out. And all, like I wouldn't have known. If I would have taken an Uber, you saw people get out of Ubers because it goes on the clock. People were walking off the highway to get there because they couldn't keep that Uber going. And or people were getting out of their car because somebody was dropping them off at the airport and going to work. Right. So he had called in, he had found out, he picks me up and he goes, I got bad news. I go, bullshit, my flight wasn't fucking canceled because I just saw, I just checked before I got in the car. He goes, no, the electricity's out the airport. This is in Denver. No, this is Austin. This is this morning. This is this morning. So he picked me up and then, you know, he called his boss and they said, get here quickly and as safely as possible. But they couldn't process anything because of the electricity. So my flight kept getting delayed by 20 minutes. Uh, which was great. I was happy to see the delays considering what was going on. Like one airline canceled 42 flights immediately. And that meant that I, there was a possibility of me getting here in time to, to do some of the stuff that we were scheduled for today. But we were at a dead stop for two hours on the highway, waiting to get off the exit to get into the airport. And I had two cigars, Tyler had three. I was afraid to light my second cigar because you know, I didn't want you to take know. two puffs and whatever. Right. Next thing you know, I took my last puff. It was time to go. I put it in the ashtray. as like a Zycar cup or whatever. Yeah. <coughs> Got out and would He did. They weren't letting civilians in. They didn't kick people out of the airport. They weren't letting anybody in. They blocked all the roads in because of the electricity. 
So he just he was in his blade and, and, yeah. and, and his badge and, and he uh, he badged me and I got in so I lowered my anxiety and thank God I was upgraded in first class so I could get the priority line. What happened was I couldn't check in on the app. So this morning, because I always check in on my way to the airport. And for some reason, I do that, too. You fly Southwest. I'm just gonna start doing. No, oh, I, I used to. Okay. You know, I fly. I fly American Airlines. I always pre-check when we fly now. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about the seat. I've already have the decent seat guarantee. Upgrades always make the trip a little bit nicer. Uh, so because they're letting people through security, they already had their paper ticket or they're on their app. I couldn't get an app, so I had to wait. For all the electrical to go up, and then once the electrical went up, you had to wait for the internet. It took a, it took a, about 45 minutes from that moment to get the internet open because they couldn't even get your data to even put you on. So I was guaranteed to see. And then I get up to the front, and it's like, you're gonna be fine. Don't worry. Like it says, it's gonna board in five minutes. It just goes, goes up. That place I'm leaving until 10:30, 11. And sure enough, we were supposed to leave at 9:30. We were supposed to leave at 10, and we left at 10:30. Yeah, I think we had wheels rolling by ten thirty. Nice. So that, that was how my day started. It was really funny. But you know, and it's just funny people get upset. Like I traveled so much. You know, like well, one time he, I said that we were out. Me and Tommy were out in Denver, Dojo, uh, Memorial Day weekend, and um, I said just take me. It was a long night. We we're having fun, and I said just just take me to the airport. Because I can sit in two hours, you sit in front of the gate, somebody comes over and wakes you up. You sit in front of the gate in the airline, so a person needs to... So about 4.30 they woke me up, and I go to get on a flight, and I was up delayed for like five hours, six hours. That was a long day, so I mean, that, that, that's what happens. So, yeah. And it's actually really good your flight didn't get canceled with the way flights are being canceled. Yeah, you know. You know what, it's funny, the cancellations I'm seeing are like on Sundays. Yeah. Either massively delayed or canceled. And talking to somebody in the airline business, Tyler, he goes, "Yeah, he goes. That's all. It's always been even, even before this kind of new kind of situation the airlines are having right now." So, yeah. So Sunday's night, and I've been flying. I'm just, I, I got to get out in the field. There's so many places that I that I want to be and need to be in order to grow this brand. And so um, I don't like to. Do an event the day I fly, just because of this type of stuff. But sometimes you have to do it. You know, I would like to have that buffer day. So right, sure. Um, but we're here, so it's all, right. all good. Awesome. I'll forget about it until you know. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. you'll be all right. You'll make it. I promise. I just feel so. I just feel bad for people I didn't get to get to see. It. But they, they should understand. You know, it's, it's not like it's not like you. Uh, Oh, they altered do. your plans to do something else. Yeah. You're out of control. They right. couldn't do it, right? right? Or it's out of your control. Sorry, you weren't yeah. But yeah, and alter your plans to do it. If I could control that, I wouldn't be hanging out with you months. I'd be on a yacht somewhere. In the I don't blame you, dude. If I could control that, I'd be on the yacht in the Mediterranean, too. I wouldn't be hanging out with you, Slack Charles. Well, you know, it's all right. Now you're I probably would, but you'd be, a, you'd be on my yacht. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so work that shit out. You ready? Yeah. What are we moving to? Uh, I'll let I'll let the cowboy explain that. If you go on finish that. Well, this cigar is great, man. I, I really enjoy. I really enjoy the cigar. Gracias. It's cool. It's got a perfect. It's got a perfect amount of spice to it, but it's met by a, a really really solid, uh, almost almost almost. I'm gonna use the floral, but it's almost a, a, a juicy fruit note. It's really cool. I like it. 
Juicy. What's juicy that beer that, that, that we were drinking on? Juicy Bits. Juicy Bits. What did you say? There's a beer in Colorado that very of course there is. These guys are very big on it. The name of the the actual beer we were drinking is called Juicy Bits. It's good. And uh, Jordan, for three hours looking for it, spending 150 bucks for a case. But Jordy will make a cocktail. No, Jordy, it was Jordy's wife that made it. The shit. Yeah, I thought that what was, was the, him. And she's juicy. What was the name of the drink, though? It was a whiskey sour, oh, whiskey but sour. she uses the juicy bits instead the, of sour mint. Uh, Believe it or not, it was pretty damn good. Phenomenal. Whiskey oh, and beer. Yeah. Yes, I'm telling you, this worked yeah. phenomenally. Yeah. Okay. It was, I mean, I had to. Well, I mean, when, when you're in that studio, you can drink whatever the hell you want. Well, I, I had two pictures. Salute. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. So you look good for 19. I kind of alluded to it earlier. This one is the replacement or the upgrade for the white, the old white label bottle and bond six year from Heaven Hill. And when, of course, when all this craze started happening about two years ago, they pulled the white label six year and then they added a year and then created this beautiful bottle, um, which whoever designed to put it together, it's beautiful. You were probably buying the six year from 12 to $18 a bottle, then this price point was gonna be around 40. They probably sell if you can find them around town, 80 to $90. Once in a while you can find them for around 48. Depends on what side of the, what side of the river you go on. Kinda. And then, you know, just who's got it. Because, you know, everybody's looking to grab it. You got it. Here. Like yeah. both ways. I got this in Colorado, believe it or not. I got this in Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. Where were you going last time I saw it? Was it Colorado or Montana? Well, I went to Colorado. No, last time we were on the podcast. He was uh, coming back or going? You had just got back from... Was that this year? Yeah, it was Memorial yeah. Day weekend. I just got back. No, I wasn't here. I, no, no, I was in Nashville. I, I went to no, Nashville. that was like that was March. The March. It I was went Nashville, Colorado, look, Key it was West. End of May. That's right. Yeah, okay. No, in the May we were and in. You're not gonna find those. So it was like March. You can't. Yeah. You can't find it. Right. You're looking for rum. And there's a good place. And you were driving though too, right? Uh, flew to all. So how did you get all the shit back? Did you ship it or did you just? Uh, I just brought this back in my suitcase. I actually got a bottle of a uh, 10-year uh, Eagle Rare and this bottle. And both of them, I spent probably $70. And I, you know, you buy this for 48 go up the street to the next liquor store and it's 125 Same thing with Eagle Rare. I got one for 38 walk up the street, 100 and something Well, thanks for sharing with me. I really yeah. appreciate it. Golden is, I got one in Golden and then the big liquor store, I stayed at uh, the Brown uh, Hotel in downtown Denver. They've got a really nice... Oh, they got a Brown Hotel, too? Is that, oh, is that where we went? No. Yeah. Oh, they that's where the Churchill's is? The Churchill Row. Right. Yeah. yeah. We Same place. Still haven't got a picture under that picture. I need a picture under that picture. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That famous portrait they have. At the Churchill So I would go to Churchill's right to the left, but if you, if you looked about, if you looked about their lounge, there is a lot of historic meaning to that picture. It's actually not a bad picture to look at. 
But that Churchill room was really nice, very attentive, great service, and that the humidor is pretty limited. You, you pretty much... It's getting overhauled right now, so the guy that's servicing oh, really? that is we overhauled the menu, and uh, there, we have a pretty much good draw, and that's about it. Yeah, we have a pretty good chance of uh, getting in there, so we'll, we should find out soon if we, if we made the list there, so we're pretty excited for that opportunity. Colorado's kind of turned into a nice, a nice little hot spot for where all things, so we're all saying. Nice. Well, that's there. great, because... Uh, when I was in Golden, you know, when I got out on the street, because we did concerts at Red Rock both nights, and I'm like, hey, what's kind of your thing with cigars around here? And they're like, ooh, you're like the persecuted smoker. You better be back behind. Don't let anybody, because they'll find you. They'll find you $500. Where, at Red Rock? In Golden, Colorado. Um, and even at, at Red Rocks, you know, like, we got there early, parked out on the road below, and uh, we brought drinks and sat on sort of cigar, and then, you know, went. So do you know how to park it? I haven't been to Red Rock. Yeah. Uh, it's all these times going out there, but there's a secret to parking out yes, there. Yes, there is. Yes. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, you got to commit to the day. You know, like, get there early, and you might even be able to get up top, and then you can just walk in. But all, some of my buddies out there didn't know. They're like, listen, if you're going to go, call me and I'll tell you where to park, when yeah. to leave, when to get there. You do, you guys, you got to put your tourist hat on a little bit and do, you know, there's a, I guess they have a nice little tour they do that gets you the parking so that when you walk out the concert. Well, there is a restaurant there too. So if you can get there early and have dinner there right. and then you're a walker. Yeah, so I'm going to lop this question up because we did this last time. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to throw it to Tommy first and then maybe I'll throw it back to you. How has, since April, it's the last time we were together, it was in April, how has All Saints been treating you and how has everything been going? Well, first off, I'm going to say... You just got your comp record today. It looked pretty good. Your yeah. Comp I say, I'm <laughs> loving working for All Saints. Uh, they, you know, and the reason I do is because wherever I go, I got this presence that follows me that's six foot something, <laughs> looks kind of like Steve Sacco. No, let's say that. <laughs> and everybody knows him. So besides the fact that they're great cigars, it's you with the Sacco twin. Well, right? you know, the funny thing is the last time we traveled. twin, man. I, I'm going to shift gears. The last time we traveled together, my partner, Frank, went to the Air Force Academy in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. So they they started talking Air Force E's and busting my chops. So it's like uh, it was pretty funny. So I think I think he enjoyed that too because even though Frank and I are really dear friends and we have our own kind of lanes that we do for the business, uh, he's still a very creative mind. He's a witty guy. Is um I, I know Frank was with you at Rock and Mount. I know he was at the trade show with you. Yeah. Is he starting to make more visits with you? No, is he not, not really. He's in office, right? That's what we talked about. Well, before. kind of like in office, and then he's out in the field a little bit in Atlanta. You know, okay. he's got a lot of he's got a not a lot juggles. You wouldn't know that he's got a couple other projects going on. Okay. So that's why he kind of fits in. You know, that kind of back of the house though. He had done, definitely has a front of the house personality, front of the house creativity, front of the house uh, 
quickly learning how to play. Not quickly, you never quickly learn how to play. Right, but he's getting the footing for it. Right? Yeah, so, so yeah. having him out in the field. So, uh, yeah, the trade, the selling trade shows, he's definitely going to be there. Okay. Um, so that's we only have two TPE and, and, and PCA, RTD or, or PCA. Uh, Rocky Mountain is always an early thing, and hopefully he continues doing that uh, with us together. I was I was supposed to leave early, but that's a whole other debacle story. Um, and, oh, I got I got to tell you that story. Later. I still feel there's the another bus. follow-up story. No, I try to blame it on Tom. And, and, I still feel the bus works. My wife's listening to the Dojo story, and they follow the real reason. I wasn't. I wasn't. It's just a long story. So, um, so yeah, there's, there's a couple times like when we're on uh, certain podcasts, something like. Some of the older ones, and yeah. earlier doctor, he, he, he's on those. But I mean, the last couple times we were at Dojo together, he, he stayed on the audience, and I was on, on stage. So uh, it's not that like I, I single-handedly handle this lane. It's just that there's a couple things we try to be together at some kind of event at least once a quarter, whether it's a selling event, whether it's a trade show, whether it's something like this, like. Last year, fourth quarter, uh, we went to the Heritage Cigar Festival down in Tampa. It's some of those times when you can go into fanboy and consumer mode for a little bit. Right. It's nice because then you have the ability, and we're talking together, we can have conversations, and we can have creative conversations. Because you're listening to what other people are saying, what they're doing. So we try to at least have one kind of intense creative weekend together. And so uh, a month, you know, you know, it's one weekend a month we like to be together and have those kind of conversations. Because on Monday we're back to, what are the numbers, what are we doing, how's the inventory, Mickey, what are the sales looking like? What, what are we and Tuesday's the grind, right? Yeah, yeah, so, uh, you know, so you know, from that standpoint it helps us keep our creative and our consumer habit. So, uh, now, when you're at the trade show, you're going to get plenty of creative opportunities just because things are happening, people come up and you engage with different people and stuff like that. So, uh, never never forget what it's like to be a consumer. Yeah. And what happens is, when you're in retail, it's really easy to keep your consumer hat on because you're touching so many different cigars, you're smoking so many different cigars. Right. At the moment, you streamline. I give it a broker's in a better situation because uh, it's sense that I'm handling three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, eight brands of cigars or eight companies. They can get more ideas, and sometimes you do get ideas from them. Um, you know, when you're kind of like, like in your linear mode, you're coming in, you're dropping in, you're preaching the gospel according to all sins, all that. You tend to artificially put your blinders on and forget like hey listen we need to see what's going on here in the market so I'm not one of those guys that say well screw it if nobody else likes that cigar I'm going to smoke it I'll smoke it myself no I'm in the business to have cigars that people will enjoy and there's certain blends that I work on that I like doesn't necessarily uh, and I know other people might love, and vice versa. So, yeah. You know, so I, I like that you brought up the creative nature that still sits, and we had talked about this a couple of weeks ago. And sitting with you, I talked about this with Casey Johnson last week at Dr. Yeah. Well, he's amazing. He's so. great. 
And I wanted to ask you, because especially the way you talked about how once you start streamlining and you're dialed into the brand that you're with, the brand that you own, the brand that you're working, etc. right? Do you still find, um, and go, if you want to go into detail or not, do you still find, uh, I'm, I'm not naive. Or do you want me to go into detail? No, I do, I do. Because I'm not naive that I still know, even though that you own a brand, you do smoke other cigars. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And anyone that tells you they own a brand they don't, think they're lying to you. I'm fully aware of that because I think I think the moment you do that, you fall into that same so the best creative same idea. You have to. So that's what I'm asking: is are you still finding, like you you said that in retail or even a broker that's got X amount of accounts that they're they're retailing or they're working with, do you still find that you get more creativeness now being involved with other blenders and hanging out with other companies, or is it some of the crazy nonsense that as consumers, shit will spit off to you? Uh, let me try to dissect that a little bit. So, be having the ability to talk to other owners, whether they're a manufacturer, whether they're a brand owner, uh, the really good ones are involved with the creative process and the quality control process. Right. They're actually in the factory. That's your drones, your bikinis. You're never in the factory or not. You're never in the factory or not. You know, just especially when you're a young brand. Um, it's, I learn more, I tend to ask more quality control questions, process questions. If they don't answer, I don't get offended. Um, I really don't get into recipe questions too much. Uh, you know, I'm always, I also do ask, hey, where can I find this tobacco if I can't get it here? This place, you know, promised me this much tobacco, now all of a sudden they don't have it, or the yield wasn't the same. Uh, not that I'm out there a tobacco buyer. I'm not. I, I will tell you, most of the portfolio that I work with at the library tobaccos are with Rocky, but every now and then you have a special project. Right. We talk about it's on me to go source a certain tobacco, so I'm not sourcing a lot of different products. Um, from a tasting profile on a creativity, most people aren't going to tell you what's in there. And we'll laugh, like we'll go, oh, what, what about what's going on at Cadega? What about the Estelle? What about the hybrid that Omar Ortiz is working on? Stuff, stuff like that. What are your thoughts on that? From that standpoint, but no, but um, you know, you always you do look for that. I do. No matter how much I act like I think, you know, I, I try to act like a badass. No, I, I, I like affirmation. Yeah. There's certain people that I'll accept affirmation from. Cool. There's certain people I won't because I know they're full of shit. So, and some people are, you know, so, yeah, of course. And, you know, it's like, you want to see these people uh, succeed because there's room for everybody. Uh, because, you know, we got to sit together, you know. From nine to five, F you, I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing shelf space, right? 501, we, we, need this, we need to have this unity within our industry, which is very important, so we can survive uh, this, this, the latest like FDA issue and the regulations and the taxations, you know, they're taxations because you got federal, you have a different state, you have right. county, you have township, even on a regulation standpoint. So yeah, so um, sorry, I gave you a long answer. No, no, I, I yeah. love it. That's what so, we wanted. Yeah, from that standpoint, yeah. Well, cool. And, and so it's I, also I, we can commiserate about uh, 
5 a.m. and not get to a place an hour and a half, two hour flight. Well, that's boring now. We're over there. You're here. No, but I'm talking about general. (laughs) Mickey, may I chime in real quick about Frank? No. Please. He's already got a big enough fucking Just give me. If you're going to bust his balls, I'm not. I'll do that. I do this whole hydrating thing. All right, I'm going to go to the bathroom while you do that. you don't want to get up yet. Okay. No, I got to go. We'll talk about I'll be right back. So, I learned one of the coolest things ever about Frank Leo. Because I didn't have a lot of opportunity to spend with Frank other than trade shows. You know, those guys are super busy at a trade show. So Frank, Mickey, and I are on a 35-minute car ride while we're up in uh, Colorado. And I find out Frank Leo is probably the most unique person on this planet. Do you know why? How dare you? I'm sitting right next to you. I get that. But he has a tattoo by Dave Grohl. He wins. Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl. Excuse me. Nirvana, Dave Grohl. Same person. Get your history right, bro. Same person. He was a drummer before he was a lead singer. Yes. But how many people on the planet Earth... Got something for you. Get your glass. How many people on planet Earth can say that Dave Grohl gave them a tattoo. Frank? Oh yeah, Frank, yeah, that's great. Oh my that's God, that, when he told me that, I nerded out so quick. Frank uh, has met and spent time with a lot of super interesting people. Yeah. But he won't tell you the story unless something stimulates the story. Like, yeah. I just, when he, t- dude, that stuck with me because I've read all of Dave Grohl's books. I'm a fan. And, you know, just this past weekend, I watched the whole Taylor Hawkins tribute. I was blown away. So that's enough. I'll stop talking. Uh-huh. I just loved it, man. It was an incredible story. Odd girl. Yes. <laughs> I think it's been really funny this young gal who's the drummer of this kid and she's just phenomenal and she's created all this right. drumming um, versus role and all that I think it's fantastic man some of these uh, you know I'm not on Facebook we're on Instagram and sometimes I start watching Instagram and I'm just wondering. I saw you on MySpace no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, some of these people don't even do it. I mean, some of the shit you see on Instagram is like, what the hell? It's some crazy shit. Anyway, well, what do you think of the uh, Heaven Hill? I like it. I mean, we, we went from one end of the spectrum to the other. Well, uh, and, I I, think, and I'm loving that. And here's what I, what I think. I, I I'm think, trying to think what would match up with this Heaven Hill from our portfolio. Well, here's what I think. You've got a real sweet note on that 101. This Heaven Hill is a little more layered, and uh, you're not going to get that high sweetness, but I feel like you're yeah. getting uh, layers of spice. Um, and you can uh, taste it layers. Layers is a great way to say it. Well, because I'm an old Fitz, and I believe that Old Fitzgerald, which, yeah. which I I've yet to have the full line of that, when you get into that, it's like... I, I, I would probably uh, go as far as to say it, it's kind of like uh, Stag Jr. Stag Jr. Yeah. is, it's almost like, you, it's one of the few that I put a few drops of water to over all of the flavors. This 
is in the medium range, but yet there's so many flavors to it. And, and this cigar for me too is kind of like, it's full body, but it's a medium and it's just really smooth. Full flavor. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, the body, I, I would, I would but say. But they kind of match up, like, right? The other yeah. one was really playing and adding to this. This one kind of plays yeah. equal to There's each a little other. ping pong going on. Right. And I'm trying to think, like, if, and I have something in mind. And that's my, kind of the way, you know, Mark gets a little more technical on it, but I'm just like, I come from a straight ass. Technical on the cigar side or the bourbon side? Um, I like a little more on, on the... Uh, the tobacco and uh, cigar side. Yeah, but I like the way you dive into the bourbon, the drinks, because I understand what you're saying. And obviously you're much better versed than I am in it, and I, and I can understand what you're saying. But not technically. I mean, I may you know... You don't talk technical, but it's not, you're not talking over You're talking talk to somebody, not over them. Yes. Yes. And um, I think that's why me and him are good on the podcast together, because... Uh, I explained a little bit different what I'm feeling and tasting or getting out of a cigar or a bourbon and uh, but I enjoy those bourbons that when you pour it and you're tasting it and it's the same way with a damn cigar too it's like there's a lot going on there you have to sit there and enjoy it it was pretty cool to see you excited about my minor last time I was here my torpedo which you chased me around town every time I popped into the dedication. Yeah, I was like, yeah. damn, I only got like one of those, and then luckily enough, I went to Smoker's Alley about two weeks after that, and he had five or six of them. I said, the whole no, but I, I saw you later that night. I was oh, like, man, your crew. Yeah, yeah, I saw your grand crew. I'm like, man, can I get no, but we were so play- Where was that place downtown we went? Stan- oh, Stanley's. That's where I ran into you. Yeah, you gave me a uh, game. Yeah, that was uh, uh, Juan had his event. Yeah. Juan. Oh, that's man. right. Yeah, Gurkha. Yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah, fucking yeah. cigar, man. And uh, so I try in my collection, I have boxes, but yet I told Mark I've just got such a wide collection of three or four of this, three or four of that, three or four of this that I'm holding on to, and now I have like a little humidor of just those, and then I've got the big igloo now, the big white bus. Yeah, I, I, it I, all I, in there. I would have yeah. thrown it in there and just throw a bunch of bubbles <laughs> in there. Yeah, dude. So my thing that I've done yeah, for all the exactly storage on our... But I've been into it enough so it breeds. So we have... Well, exactly. This is, that's the thing. That's the thing I was telling you. I was like, look, you can't... You can't just, it seals so well that you can't just seal it all away and leave it there. You gotta open it, move some shit around, you know. But like what we've started doing, so we have one of our new blend for you. I, and I wanna say thank you very much when you smoked the hooligan last time. Yeah. Uh, you said some stuff up to the pulpit guys, and we all talked about that, and that was great. Thank you for that. Um, but that's what I do now. So like when we store, who's, who's, who's the ball fries? When you were at Riverman. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. good man. Yeah. I was slurry that night. Okay. My yeah. wife about had a heart attack. About to be again. So. <laughs> I, I, no, no, no. I'm not trying to do it. I got another. Mickey's been on water since he got on the plane at you know five o'clock this morning. Long flight. But um, I found uh, and I'm just joking with him. I went to Home Depot and I like fridges, man. Like I, I've got this thing. I so badly want to get one of those 18, 80, yeah. 19, 20 Coca Cola fridges. 
Remember the original? Yeah. Oh, dude, they are I'm so somebody, somebody cool. Had one so cool. So I went to Home Depot and I was looking, because Home Depot shows, I have used Winadors forever, like wine coolers, and just unplug them. I rub them down with baking soda and water, clean them out, Bovida, they are the best damn thing I've ever used. But I went in there and there's this fridge company called Galan, and they make those vintage fridges. And dude, I got, you know, it's about, you know, it's this tall, right? So it'll hold, it holds about 24 boxes. Uh, the boxes are about 13 inches long, the whole thing will hold about 24 boxes. The damn fridge is $134. It looks cool and shit. I That's love awesome. it. I, and it holds, I've had the same Bovida in that thing for three months. And they're perfect, it's fine. They open it every day. Just to close it, open it and close it, check it on shit, putting it away. Right. I'm not great. opening and closing those coolers every day, but I'm getting into them enough. And for me, it's short storage yeah. uh, samples. Well, even, even his, yeah. even his, like he's got a lot of his boxes and his, his you know, his special, not, not necessarily daily stuff. Right. But when he gets into it enough, you know, it's open and, and it's in his basement. So it's, it's, it's in the perfect environment to be, to be the humidity to be faked inside of it. You know what I mean? It, it's yeah. dialed in perfectly. It's great. So there we are. Well, I'm interested in breaking into a little bit of that law. Is that you guys got that in Colorado? Or? No, actually, I found that today in St. Louis. Oh, okay. There is some laws in St. Louis. There right. Is. Oh, yeah. And we're going to break them all. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I was only in a couple places, so... So what's uh, what's coming down the pipe with offsets? What we got going on? Ah, just you know, just getting the rest of our promises out with the new patolas. Uh, no, I mean we kind of talked about the Habano is like a new blend this year, kind of came in January. If you're a retailer, you see the price sheet; we still have the stamps is new. Uh, just get that stuff to market. Uh, get ready to do it. Podcast break that's coming up. My schedule is quickly filling up with that Sweet. with events as well. So now to the point where we are, uh, I'm just have to start doing my podcast from event locations. Yeah. So or retail locations, which I like. Cool. Because it's fun. I also like a little bit of chatter in the background. I think it adds. Well, and you got you got a couple people you got to meet before you leave. So yeah, yeah. no, I, I don't think we're. I think because I came in late. Loosened up the, the time Sweet. between here and the next place. Right. So, what's your kill time? When he tells me we're leaving. Uh, <laughs> did that last time too, and I kept it for an extra hour. So that's yeah, okay. That's, yeah. Hey, he's the man. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Well, I did show. two podcasts in one day. Mm-hmm. And you guys. But, but the second down. one, it starts at eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, but I, I lube you up. So you, yeah. Well, he lubed you up. Then we had a lazy Susan. Then yeah. he just kept spinning back to the same damn bottle. Uh, so your next stop is crew. Yeah. Yeah, we're good with crew. Um, and that, you know that's a real special place. Uh, I like it. I like the layout. I love, I love what they're so you, doing. So he hasn't seen the build up. Yeah, they've got no. New, uh, yeah, I, he I hasn't seen the build up. Oh, I saw the architecture of the place, the, the story Dude. in the back, yeah, the big room. It's well, it's it, it, they did it very. I'm really, really I think happy. It's a super cool neighborhood too. It, really it is. Like it's it. great, man. That's it's like the the safest part of St. Louis. And, and, and oh, it's probably because it's all fucking cops. That's the that's the funniest part about crew. Like we we have don't get me wrong, there are cops here every single day. Chiefs of different departments here every single day, right? But when you walk into crew, I have walked into crew at 10 a.m. We've left at 2 p.m. As we're walking out, there's six in uniform. There's three that are 
Oh, yeah, they, they just, yeah. or they just got off. You know, they're detectives. They just got done doing something. They're talking about right. it. It's, it's it's hilarious, man. It's great. But that'll be fun. You're really gonna like the space. Yeah, to say he hasn't seen it yeah. since they did the build. So. Same space. So we're gonna be in the really front foyer. Cool. We're gonna be in the back room. Probably in the back room. That's where I set us up. Yeah. Okay. It's really it's really cool because it's one of those things where you've seen the original space. Yeah. So now you walk into it, and you look, and you're like, oh shit. It's not it's not like when you think about it like on paper, not that much was done. Yeah. Furniture change, location of furniture change, right. setup change. Uh, I don't think that like me. He could do so much crap. He's had a lot of just cosmetic, like rearrangement. Television change. I fucking yeah. think it's cool, right? I've been going down there 10 years at least. And no, I you have everybody's got a new beach screen and it's separate. No, you have it uh, for games like the Cardinals would be yeah. great. Next year, six years, 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 six but he set up to have, I think, a window, a garage door, right, as well as a secondary garage door, and then he's got kind of a small patio there, and then he's really dialed some tables in there, and it's it's fantastic. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. They're just two weeks ago, just fucking weeks ago, by like days. But to me, the the best upgrade was the TV. Oh yeah. Because now he has a computer-driven, 15 foot by 12 foot. Maybe it's one of those TVs like when you go to a sports bar. It's got the one big screen. You can split it into 16 screens if you wanted. Right. It's absolutely insane. It's crazy. Absolutely. Gilly. Inevitably, the guys from the club want to see all the games. Want to be watching them also. All right, well, let's, uh, you want to dive into the laws? Bust it open, man. It's okay, here. That's gonna, why I brought it in. Mickey, we're going to finish you with your favorite, so. Well, not finish, but. I don't, if I had the malt, I can't. I don't You're think we had it? that, though. Yeah. That's why I'm excited to try it, because I didn't try it. Yeah, you'll remember better than I was. The last so, time we had the malt, it was the new riff, which came yeah. out with a malted. Oh yeah, we're, we're, I'm a little behind here, I guess. Mickey, what I love these little glasses. I need to start collecting these. Glenn Carrots? Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get you one before you go. Um, Two, because I always break one. I'll pick okay, one. fantastic. Of course. Yeah. Mickey, what have you noticed most since so April's the last time we were together. Yeah. And you you've done you've done IPCPR or PCA since then, sorry. Yeah. Rocky Mount, Weasel Fest. Thank I'm you. sure you've done a bunch of events since then. Where or what have you noticed mo noticed most about the attraction or the growth in all sense? Um It helps. Yeah, that, you know, that, that there's more and more people coming up to me. Um, and talking about what we're doing, I think is uh, I think it's a, where we're becoming a little bit more of a recognizable uh, brand. I, I think so. Um, uh, there's people that are being honest about stuff with me, like I didn't like this, or I do like that, or that was okay. Or people are starting to tell me, and they find it, you know, every now and then you get a cigar that has imperfection. I'm like, well, I don't want to hurt you. I'm like. You, you want to hurt my feelings? Don't tell. Don't tell me you found a fucked up cigar. Because <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah. Because we, we still batch that out, kind of figure it out, pull it. Well, I, you know, that's one thing I've said, and I don't know if we talked about this last time. Like, it's a lot of times when when I when I you hear talk, yeah, it, when when you get when you get the you know oh my cigar doesn't draw right or it it 
it plugged or it, it canoed or it this. And I've said this over and over, you know the beautiful thing about a handmade product is that at some point in time, it's bound to get fucked up at least once. So I don't want to say, uh, like, let's talk about canoeing for a second. Yep. If somebody says my a cigar canoe, just say a cigar canoe. Now let me lead this, that operator error is 99% of the problem. Yeah, I don't know if it's 99%, but it's a high percentage. Wing or uh, or operator error. So yeah. also want to immediately differentiate this is something I got to get into. You know what I mean? So, salute. Salante. Happy birthday, Andrew. Happy birthday, Andrew. Every time I shoot, I'm going to say Happy it. birthday, Andrew. Can we go back to New York? Is his name Adam? You don't need me. Huh? What's his name, Adam? Andrew. Andrew. No, okay. <laughs> oh my God. His, uh, his name's Andy. But his call name is. It smells so multi. It really does. I like it. Thank you. That is in my wheelhouse. Well, now like the malt. Really does this? No. Yeah. It's more malt. That's a heavy grain. Andrew. I like. I like it. Um, that's uh, this one it's, here, the laws. laws. Not the first one I would grab, but it's the style. It's not. It's not. It's not the maker. I like the malt though. Yeah, you just, yeah. yeah, you're, yeah. I, I'm okay. Like I'll do it. I'm a weirdo. Not. It's okay. No, that's uh, Austin. Keep Austin weird. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So with that, uh, it's funny people are stopping me at the airport and stuff. You know. So I think that's kind of cool. Um, because you're always working about brain awareness, right? And brain awareness is growing. And it's what makes sure we keep up with that, keep the quality that we're doing and coming in. So we got another quick trip coming in. Well, I want—I want to say I really appreciate. And we, there's, you know, companies that that I love, that we love, that I'm yeah. sure we all love. That you start to see that sometimes that you put something out, the brand awareness grabs a hold of it, the fanboys start attacking it, they love it, they want to be part of it, and then you you rush them. And rushing things can can not necessarily be your downfall to everyone, but people paying attention will notice that it's been rushed. Yeah, and I think it's cool that you will you will take the time. To we made, we made some inventory mistakes in the beginning, like short short <laughs> short over. So we're going deeper and deeper. Um, so from a back order standpoint, uh, hopefully we we don't get more than four or six weeks deep the way we order. Well, that's not. We got uh, we got ourselves in a little bind with Habana. We're out of it. <laughs> Whoops. Um, and nobody's talking about it. They're talking to me about it. Maybe here at a show here and there. It's just you know we pepper the field pretty quickly. We think about when we actually came to market from the time this project started. And, you know, when, when did it start? It started probably a month after uh, I left CAO and you know whatever. But with a long gap in between them. So 2017, we're talking about building out this company, you know, putting the plans together and stuff like that. Because, you know, if, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail, right? So we had that and we had a whole schedule of what we wanted to do for 2018, 2019, the market. So that COVID year, which was so great for so many manufacturers. 100%. It was not good for us, but it really wasn't bad for us because we were still behind the curtain. So. Uh, you know, with that said, yeah, I, I, we're going in the right direction. We want to grow, and um, yeah, we don't want to be out of any product. It is so hard to get shelf space. It's even harder to keep it. It's hard enough to keep the shelf space, let alone have a back order. Is the kiss of death? Well, for young, especially for young men. Like sure. if, you're, if you're a padrone, 
in some of these other families, they close, they hold the shelf. They won't even and put anything in there. So, and I get that. But when you have three or four generations of putting that kind of quality out there, where they put in the market, absolutely. But this is where this is where I think, like the effort you put in and consistently traveling, being the face of the brand, yeah. constantly making your appointments, setting the appointments, being where you need to be, you you kind of build on a second generation of where when you get the shelf space. You help move the product on the shelf space. You create a commitment to the product that the shelf space is almost reserved for you because of the effort you put. We're getting it. there. I've made some mistakes. I've pissed off a couple of good friends about it. That, that's going to happen. Like piss off, not like totally disowned. They're mad. At you. But like, yeah. yeah, I gotta go. I gotta didn't get that shelf. I talk about it all the time in my backyard. So Mike King's doing a great job out there for that. But uh, I need to walk through the door. And these are the people. That were my early adopters and said yes when we were going through that kind of not a transition but a beginning you know right. so uh, yeah you know i'm blessed and i'm happy with uh, the response we're getting i just want to keep that feeling live and energetic i will tell you that you know last year at the show we had two curtains and a couch right literally two curtains and a couch this year we had two curtains a couch and a tabletop we need to put a little something into our booth next year. So, next year, yeah. get a couple more chairs around yeah. that table. Uh, and we need to bring, I think one of the things that we didn't do right at this show, we didn't create enough positive hype or correct hype and sizzle to get the booth. Though we were busy most of the time. Yeah. So, what, what do you mean by that? Uh, gotta, and that's, you have to create sizzle. It exists. You have to create. You got to be a flame. I you got to. You, you right. got to have people for a reason to get to the booth. And um, but you're not. You're not saying best, we didn't do the best job of that. Even though we beat last the whole year's numbers, we beat the first day of the show. Like the second or third day of the show, we beat last year's show, the previous year. But you need to get more people in there. You know. So uh, I was happy with our attendance and our, and our sales. Uh, Frank was. If Frank's happy, I'm happy. Okay. okay. You know, so let me let me ask you this. So the big rave that's been happening at the show since probably 18 is the LE releases, right? Yeah. IPCPR exclusives, PCA exclusives, right? I think that's been that spark or that firework that, that you're referring to, right? Now you're involved in the show. You're a manufacturer. You are a, a brand owner. Yes. Brand owner. Yeah. Yes. Is there another way to do that other than just releasing no, LE that you're going to fall back on and make regular production? Yeah, so you need those, right? You, you do. The amount that you need, and this is something Cowboy Bib can talk about, because uh, I'm sure it's the same in the, in, in the bourbon world when you're chasing these things, is that you need to have, I'm taking a little bit of a different philosophy in the fact that we're going to have an alley next year, and it's the worst kept secret in North America, and I'll tell you about it in a second. <laughs> uh, so it's, um, you know, I've never been, I'm pretty transparent. Mass knowledge, limited edition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, exactly. So <laughs> I need to, especially the my size brand, if the alleys get bigger than your, your the horses in the stable, you, that's that's unsustainable mileage. So isn't that one of the biggest problems with smaller batch cigars? Is they launch the LE, everybody wants the LE, and they forget and the about core core brands get forgotten. Yeah, you know. Also, 
there's another thing we remember value cigars. So I'll talk yeah, about that. Yeah, we do want to value. We, I, we do want to. You gotta have that eight dollar stick, man. Uh, yeah, well, well, it would. This conversation seven months ago was called a seven dollar stick. Now yeah, no, we're, no, we're not. not we're not. Uh, yeah, we used to. Uh, we were. Te- we could honestly say we were a ten dollar cigar two weeks ago, September first. We had a one, one and a half to what? I don't know, four and a half percent. Yeah, it was like four and a half percent. Uh, cross the line. We did it. We actually put math to it. Uh, we just didn't say fuck it, six percent across the board. Uh, you know. You, know, you could run the Perdomo and just go up six percent a year. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, everybody's got their model. They have their style. So you know. Uh, Don't do for, that. For, for my thing is that right. with the LEs is that if that becomes bigger than your staple, you know, that's an unsustainable model because I, I will tell you that when I worked at one of my first companies as a rep, there was a very strong brand and they went to LEs every year in that particular brand that was a brand saver. Remember, this one company has four, five, six, seven, eight brands, right. and then those brands have their sublines. It was the perfect strategy for that. Um, there's a, I want an LA. I have one in the works right now. We have a three-year actual plan for this LA. Uh, this, this sort, you know, uh, that we're doing. It's, you know, I need to get these four lines of $11 cigars in that humidor. I need them stacked and racked in solid shelf space at solid eye level and get the consumers to, to get it. The most important person in the entire process, I probably said this last time, I said it many times, is the consumer. And respect the conduit of how they're getting to the consumer, right? So, you know, that that's where we're at. So, I'm not in a hurry to make a lot of LA's. And yeah, there's some special things we're doing with branding with other companies and kind of it's a whole other situation. Not collaborations from from peer to peer collaboration maybe with, with um, a buyer of mine or a customer of mine okay. on their special projects. But I would say that we're we're gonna do the Solomite again. They're aged and they're aged. The um, the artwork, uh, we kinda know where the artwork is gonna be it's the Solomite. Gonna be a five by fifty-eight. So the artwork, fifty-eight, huh? Five by fifty-eight. Weird. That was actually our first release. Yes, it was. It was called the Solamente, and then I'll tell you about that. Is that that cigar we're doing, and we're, so we're working on the packaging right now. So we are me and Frank. And I think Frank's going to make this trip down to the down in Nicaragua with me. So in February, or uh, I'm sorry, first week of December. I will probably be camped out in Nicaragua for like three, four weeks at the beginning of the year. So that's going to sold that day. It's a five by fifty-eight. We sold out of right away. It was a project that was starting in two thousand seventeen. We thought we were going to do an eighteen. Took me down to the factories. We went down nineteen. I went down there to finish my blends. And they said, Mickey, what about these Solamente? I said, Solamente, what about these 15,000 cigars we have? I said, we'll box up 10,000 of them. We'll do a promotional. I'll work on those 40 stores that I got into on the East Coast. We'll get in there. At least I can do something to have something to show them. So, and then we sold out. Yeah, uh, so, nothing really exotic inside the blend. Uh, as I used to say earlier, when people ask me about it, you know, I didn't find some 
beautiful tobacco up some donkey's ass in a finca somewhere. Yep. They're all sustainable. Now, these crops will be different. The age won't be the age that you got on the original Solamente because they were they were aged and the tobaccos were about the same age, but they were different tobaccos. I mean, they were like from 2015, 2016 vintage. Right. These are, these cigars were rolled this year. Earlier this year, they were, the tobaccos were the same that probably came from 2021. You know, so a combination of 2021. So there's some 19 tobacco in there. Um, but nothing, it's the same blend, the same architecture. It's a 5 by 58 And we'll have that. We're going to probably call it the uh, Solamente 23. So, and what we ideally what we want to do is put 23 in a, uh, in a box. Okay. 2024, we put 24. 58 rain days, 23 in a box. Yeah, because the 23rd year. Right. Got it. Well, on well, the century. It's released it. So, and those will be available in July. So, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Tyler, what were you going to say? I would, nothing, keep going. Uh, I'm loving life here. So I'm looking at what's going to coming in my future. I'm I'm uh, digging this. He's worried we, about it. And we, and we have it. Right we have right. <laughs> and we have another blend that we're going to release. So to to the LE point that you just brought up. So do you think that look as as much media as that we have now in the cigar industry, right? Half of it probably holds King on it. Okay, you know Charlie can keep going on King about what? barnyard hay and all this. You know barnyard, barnyard manure. Let's get it right. Yeah. Sorry. You know. When it tastes like cow manure, these like the ones we're supposed to do right now, but yeah. well, yeah, that tastes like it. But, uh, <laughs> Love you, Charlie. <laughs> um, do you think that because of all the publication and a lot of the, I, I call it the nerd business, right? So yeah. people are getting so so involved and, and worried about vintage year of tobacco, age of tobacco, this versus that. First do you all. think that plays into? The, the LE standard that's been going out? I think LEs are great for the industry. Right, but uh, what, what if you what if you have, you know, in a single year, you're launching six LEs? Uh, it depends on, on the base of that of that company and the people that have to support it. Like, nobody's gonna put something in production they don't think can sell, first of all. So those people might have an appetite. There might be an appetite out there it might not be your appetite, but it's another consumer's appetite. Okay. So, and that's where I go, I get it. But, you know, chasing alleys at, at Randover, from my standpoint, from my, what my capabilities are, I think complex and get upside down. And I'm so, I want people to know dedication, St. Francis, Colorado, Obama, especially the first two, I want those to become household words and uh, and worthy of that. To talk about the, the same, my, my brands or Frank and I's brands okay, like cool. that. So, cool. yes, that, that's what I want to get to. So, and I, and I, I like that focus before doing something. Hey, listen, I want to do an event-only cigar. Sure. I'm, I'm totally honest, the way what I want to do it is come out with two to three event cigars a year and prototype and get the put a QR code on it and get a feedback on it. Because that might be the next cigar. Like again, very transparent. I'm very for the most part very transparent on what we're doing in our company. We're, we're, we'll make ourselves as far as we go. So, um, 
So, Cowboy, what are some bourbons that you've had recently that you would throw directly towards Mickey? Based on our last, our last uh, interface and conference. Wow, well, no, I like Cowboys. I like Cowboys palate when it comes to bourbon. Hey, right. You're a moody. You're a moody drinker. Wow. Not, not a, no, no, not in a bad way. <laughs> you gotta, no, when I say a moody drinker, like I'm a moody smoker. Uh, go fuck yourself. What am I in the mood for yeah. right now? You trade? That's what I mean by moody. What was that letter cost? Well, the whole reason I love the bibs well, is because of the palate. Because a lot of these You're still chasing flavor. I'll let you Absolutely. But you got a lot of guys. I always think back when I was trying to get into a good bourbon or a good cigar. Right. I can be able to afford it. Dollar bottle of bourbon, oh, but you want the most you can get for your bang for your buck. So, and there's not a lot of it. And the law is a, a bond, it's a four year bottle of bond. Yeah, you give me two, you get two. So, wait, let me get this right. So, a bottle of bond means that it traditionally should be a little bit more expensive. There's a government standard on bottle and bond needs to be done through one distillery, oak barrels, four years. I want to say it's 51% corn, yes. and then you finish it off we just with it, yeah. whatever you want. Any, any bottle and bond, whether it's a bottle and bond rye, malt, whiskey, it's either got to be Right, but also there's a price value to that as well? Well, it's the bonded warehouse. Right. right. And, and, that, and it's that is related yes, to the government. Yeah, traditionally you know, it's... That rick house is, is a bonded rick house, and it's managed through the government, proof, through right. government standards. Which that, that law for here is, um, which is funny. You got it. Tommy brought that is because that falls in line with a lot of the bibs that I try to bring to the show. And um, anyway, that's my biggest interest in that is because it should be um, really high value for a lower price. Right. And some of these guys can get into the bourbon's gig and like. You know, me and Mark have always talked about a bottle of wine. When you do a bottle of wine, you know, four glasses and you're done. You get a good bottle, man. You can be sharing that for months, years. Right. Uh, so then that's why I try to have them on the show all the time, as well as great value cigars. Um, well, that's funny because we were talking about the LV cigars. The other thing that you got to be aware of when you, when you come to market with a cigar are these value cigars, right? Yeah. You need to have time in the marketplace before you come to market with a value cigar because guess what happens? You become a value cigar company. Right. So these six and seven dollar cigars that are at market right now, some of these guys brought those to market too soon. I think in my mind that if you bring a value cigar under eight years of your existence in the marketplace, you could cannibalize your regular market share, market price that you have with the other cigars. Now, we don't have any $20 cigars. We don't have $25. We're, we're now, as of September 1st, we're an $11 cigar, not a $10 cigar. And that's, there's a lot of cigar makers out there. There's two that I know that one's putting a dent into his other profile, the other one is consuming his profile of his cigars. And that's, you come to market with a value cigar too soon and the infancy of, the, of your company could be detrimental to your company. Not, you know, listen, Davidoff has value cigars, right? But they also were established with the white label. And right now they have the Camacho, so they have all those. Fuente, 
they got everything for three dollars up to three hundred dollars, exactly. right? Yeah. So a lot of people uh, forget about Fuente. Fuente but, didn't start with all this, you know. But but they well they grew at the right time. There yeah, was not many people in the marketplace. So for me to come to market with a value scar, I want a value scar. I really do. But if I come to market with it too soon, I think it would take away from my ten eleven dollars. I have the opportunity. Man. I have blends ready to go. I have the architecture ready to go on those cigars. But I won't do it. Because if I was a $20 cigar, it would be even worse. But I think, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know. So we're just, we're just not. I, I want to throw out that you have the personality and the essence of a $20 cigar. So you could do one. You, you do. Because I, I think that. I want look, my cigars to sell forever. I don't want them to sell for a day. And that's what I was going to say next. I said, look, you've got, you've got all the guys out there, right? right? Even when you want to talk about Davinoff, it's probably the most, her namesake, the priciest cigar on the market, I think, because you can go from a, a white label, just a white label Corona is, you know, $11, up to some Ellie Chef's Blender or Royale that's 150 a stick, right? Opus gets to that point because they release X amount of a cigar and they right. hold half of it and try and sell it later, yeah. you know? Um, but you you could you could do that. And I think that all Saints is going to continue. And I think that fully that's because of what you do um, and the way the company makes itself known. Yeah, and I think I think that I think that All Saints does that. Like just from our point of view in the social media side, right? Yeah. Just with the Craft and Bureau Instagram. Right. And his Instagram and what we've seen on Facebook from other people that we know and that we talk to, it's becoming more and more apparent. Really? Right. There, were, there, were, there were more things sent to us about... No, no, there were, there were more that. people sent to us about, hey, that guy was on your podcast, was at Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, first off, thank you, if you're on the podcast, they said the podcast first, not a big bet. But yeah, yeah, of course. But no, the, the company is growing, man. I mean, and I, and I think that's really cool. Like, I really, really enjoy that, and I think that's great. What I want to do is I want to give us some time that we can just talk. I know you guys got to head down to Grand Cru. No, we're, uh, I, we're got, I think we're right on schedule. So. Okay, well, you got time. There's a couple people I want you to meet. Okay. Um, I want to sit around just talk with you and we can shoot the shit a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So I want you to say your goodbye. Goodbye. I'm going to say <laughs> mahalo from the Viking. This has been fantastic. With Cigar Lines, thank you so much. Say your goodbye, make me plug it up, and then let the cowboy take us out. Okay? Yeah, so thanks for everything. Again, having me on the show. It's always fun. I got to sit next to the cowboy again, so... Cowboy Bib, I love him, and um, thank you, Viking. Uh, and thanks. Like any, uh, I will tell you, our website's under construction right now because blew it up, and I fuck shit up. You know, like send not getting swag. I just sent some swag out to somebody bought in February. So uh, that always costs you because you know, you know whatever you got to do. So, but anything, uh, whether it's our website, whether it's Instagram, whether it's. Uh, Facebook, it's All Saints that has cigars. So obviously the website's at .com and it's at those, for both of those. And uh, if you have any questions about the company or us, please leave my personal freaking messenger alone. I don't care that we talk about none of my personal stuff. Keep it to All Saints and do not, if I don't know you, we don't do business internationally, do not contact me on WhatsApp. Because I will delete that, your ass. That is the best. <laughs> like I leave WhatsApp for like my international guys, and you know, now there's guys that live in the United States 
we'll talk on WhatsApp because I don't sure. know where you are. You're right. in Nicaragua, you're in Germany, right. or you're, you know, like Blanco, Jose Blanco, wherever he is, Botswana, Botswana, uh, or something, or whatever. So, yeah, so uh, love it. So, thank you for all the support out there. Yeah, everybody. man, we appreciate you coming in. And, and I, and I and love uh, this parent show. And having you in here for the second time. Yeah. Well, listen, as always, man, this is Bourbon Cowboy, and I appreciate you guys listening. And we'll see you next week. You're listening to Stone Tribe on the Craft and Puro podcast. Download our brand new song, Island Time, and help us raise money for United Cerebral Palsy. 25% of our profits go to help families pay for desperately needed medical equipment and procedures. Connect with Stone Tribe at stonetribemusic.com for music and the latest.